This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 166 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. I know that 169 is not as fun as 69, but I'm still excited. You're still going to make a big deal really about it? a couple yeah. episodes away. There? I don't know. Should we do something special for it? Sure. What do you want to do? do? You want check out the timing. Maybe. I don't know. Let's say we'll say that. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Hi. You might not have recognized him. I Yeah, you might. This is, a, 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 if you're an audio listener, I'm wearing a skull cap right now. You know, one of those bald caps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was bought for me by my wife, Jean-Vive Saint-Ange-Miller. To look like Jared Petty when Jared initially got hired, and we did the kind of funny games daily where somebody screenshotted it and took his hair off and made or took my hair off and made me look like him. Uh-huh. But today it also works. Oh, uh, oh, look at that! Oh no! There it's it is. Kratos cosplay. You know what I mean? I like it. I there like it. And I'm making nice. the decree, Tim Gettys, mm-hmm. at a place and time of my choosing in the future. Oh God! I am going to cosplay as Kratos. All right. Okay. And I'm going to have you shave me. Okay. okay. He doesn't have the chest hair, so you got to shave all this. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, all all right. right. And then uh, we got to figure out how to spray paint a body and how mm-hmm. to. I'll put that on Could you tag me? Could you work. do it? But do you know what kind of paint like won't r- ruin me? Like I don't want to die like the Tin Man almost. Did. Yeah, you want to have the right kind of paint so you can breathe. Okay. <laughs> cool. Exactly. Right, cool. He'll figure okay, it cool, out. Cool. Cool. And joining us once again, of course, is the Reverend. Jared Petty. Glad to be here. Also excited about episode 169. It's going to be good. Uh, it, only three away now. Three oh away, man. Three just three about maybe down. we could like reenact the coital act here on the desk. I mean, that could be that could be yeah. one of the I ways mean, to commemorate yeah. it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, sure. I think we're good for that. All right. We'll have to see. I don't know if YouTube's going to be happy about that. Or the FCC. This can be the episode. Speaking of the FCC, uh, shout FTC out FTC. 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 Well, how about yeah, me? You know me? The FTC? The FTC. Thank you for the without me reference there, Greg. Uh, the FTC, just so you guys know, Sony gave us copies of God of War to review. So that's great. Thank you guys for that full transparency. Yeah. And all of yep. that jazz. Also, people giving us stuff. Patreon supporters, thank you all. You're fantastic. Oh, we're doing the uh, scroll? We're doing the scroll. <laughs> oh. Did I just chop your name in half? And I just chopped your name in half. And when I did it, the thing exploded and the names went. No, we don't have that kind of technology. No, but I, no, no, one, have has no one has that tech. And of course, shout out to you, <laughs> Tom Bach, our Patreon producer. Once again, keeping this show rolling on, doing all the things that it's doing. This show is. The kind of funny games cast each and every week. We come together, talk about video games, all the things that we love about them. You can get it on youtube.com slash kind of funny games as a video, or you can get it as a podcast on any podcast service around the globe. I was checking comments. I didn't see any people being like, hey, it's not here. It's not here. I think we, we've saturated the market. No kidding. No one's tweeted at me. Not a single oh. person. It's, it's not on this podcast. You might have missed this episode. Yeah. yeah we were, I, I, was, I was saying that uh, I was like, hey, this is an open challenge. If there's a podcast service we're not on, let me know. Yeah, I, feel like know. Point, we, listening. I was really worried you were just going to be inundated with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of no, podcast man, services. We're there. We're there. Wow. We out cheer. Wow. We achieve. We achieve. Um, and then this episode is brought to you by eHarmony and Simple Contacts, but we'll get to that. This could a bit be later. For now, everlasting love. love. Can I sing when you do the ad read? I don't can I know. sing behind it? The ad read didn't have anything that said you can't do that. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> but, but I also <laughs> I didn't say I don't know. Know. you shirtless behind you while you did it. 
Didn't say anything about that. that Didn't say no profanity. Start I don't know. Being more specific in your ad reads because Greg is crazy and he might. We're going to start getting things that, that say Greg cannot take off his shirt. Please don't have Greg involved at all. Please this episode. <laughs> I left a promising career for this. Mm-hmm. Was it all that promising? No, no, thank you for that. Look, I can do not this not now. Nice. I can pull you in like this. Aw. I feel before, special. Before we get into what we've been planning and all that, me and you were just in in Mizzou, right? We just went to Columbia, Missouri for a fun thing, and one of the coolest things we got to do. Was go to a little shop called Slackers. Slackers, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Exciting little local video game shop over there. And so when I so what I talked about, uh, well, first off, too, thank you to everyone who came to the meet and greet. Uh, there were so many of you, the hundreds, I would say, or maybe well, I don't know what dozens for sure. Do you think <laughs> hundreds? Hundreds because we cycle people yeah, in and out. The definitely hundreds of people. So hundreds of you came out dozens. to CJ's on Wednesday. Well, <laughs> that'd still be accurate. It was just no, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so many of you came out. To CJ's for the meet and greet. Thank you so much for driving from places like Des Moines, Iowa, from Arkansas, from Oklahoma City, from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Meant the world you'll come that far just to hang out with us and talk games and uh, give away Vitas. And thank you to Xbox for giving away two Xbox Ones at that event as well. Oh, rad. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I do, for years now, you know, when I, going back as far as uh, that old podcast beyond, when I say what's come to the mom and grop shops, which I'm trying to say mom and pop, but I screwed it up once and then just ran with it for the rest of my it's career. It's just grop forever. Exactly. Okay. Uh, when I do that, I'm talking about Slackers. Slackers is the local mid-Missouri video game chain. And I, and I say all this not familiar with how big they are now. Yeah. When I was there, they were like three stores and then they started multiplying. And mm-hmm. they were always a stalwart of Broadway there, like on that main strip, you know, which isn't main street, but one of the main streets there, right. Of downtown Columbia. And they moved from one location to a much bigger one. And I was heartbroken, Jared, to see they've now shrank this location. It used to be real big. And now it's one thing. Now I thought that was a big problem, but at the meet and greet, I was being told that they've moved. They also have one in the Columbia mall now. Oh, okay. So it might've been splitting the difference and you know, instead of one store, two different stores, Mm -hmm. but still awesome to to walk you through slackers, look through, Old NES games. Look through. Yeah. Old okay. PSP so it's a retro store. Yeah, yeah. They have retro, some new stuff. But it's I mean, retro gaming focused. slash nerd culture stuff. So it's not just video games. There was yeah. also comic books and like yeah. trading cards. Okay. And they stuff. still it's do like, records. It looked like they. Yeah. Oh, and, and then music yeah, yeah, yeah. as well, which I guess is the new old. Yeah. Okay. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it was cool being there because you know, I, obviously, we love that stuff. We yeah, talk about it all the time. But like, it it's rare. Like San Francisco doesn't really have that kind of retro store. No, you, you got to go, go a little, little bit. S- shout out to Phoenix Games and Concord. Uh, yeah, they, they've got that going on. Uh, there, there's a few places like that around, but not a lot. These these stores, it's hard. It's hard to make a living in small business, period. Oh, yeah. It's even harder in a niche market like like games. It's it's great to hear that they're thriving. Now, when it came to the, the store being smaller, you were sad about that. Yeah. How's their stock? Well, it's just because like, when I went in there, like I, you used to go into the Slackers, especially when they moved to the new location and expand. It was basically double the size. Yeah. Maybe even a little bit more. It was just like, you know, it's... Yeah. Everywhere. They're, they, their stock's still really good. Okay. Uh, they good. didn't have Spider Man on Genesis, mm-hmm. a game that's so definitive to me. I have the Japanese version over there. I've been a- hankering yeah. to get the U.S. version of it. Uh, no kidding. Do you have the version of Shinobi that has Spider Man on it for Genesis? No, I don't. Oh, uh, we got we to gotta make that happen. Okay. Because that happens too. Thank you. Oh, man. That's exciting. Uh, but no, this, this stock was still good. And yeah, they, they've, you know, they had a whole bunch of Funko Pops and a whole bunch of action figures and graphic novels and stuff like that. But it was still, here's, you know, behind glass are all the NES things. Here's a bunch of DS games or yeah. uh, Game Boy games, all this jazz. We went to the uh, PSP section. And so that to me is what was the coolest thing. I was like, yeah, retro games. Like at this point, we've seen whether you've been to the store yourself or seen YouTube videos or documentaries or of retro game stores and seeing the NES games. And yeah. The, you know, and a lot of people, YouTubers use that type of stuff as backgrounds for their yeah. videos. Um, but seeing their collection of PSP games was yep. so cool. And right next to it, the five Vita games. They Literally had. five Vita <laughs> games. <laughs> what were they? What were the five Vita games? Uh, they I weren't even know. good ones. Uh, yeah, they, weren't, okay. they weren't even memorable. Like, oh, yeah. Fuck Friends, yeah. the PSP is retro. 
I mean, yeah, I that, that is a fact know, of the matter right now. We're talking about it since, what, 2006 for the PSP? Was yeah, it? right. It was right. Yeah. No, no, no. I graduated and bought one, so it would have been 05. 05. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that 13 if years it was old hot, Yeah, I think it was the spring of 05. But Still I had a, a mechanical drive and a portable. I mean, oh, yeah, that is UMB, a retro UMD, system. Me I love me. Love me some PSP. I love my oh, yeah. PSP. So, so looking at those games, that was fun. But for me, it was really, it was the PS2 oh, games. That's how they get you. December 12, 2004. 2004. So right before 05, and that's why I then bought it when I graduated. Uh, but yeah, the PS2 games were great because it looked like Cool Greg's Fantasy. Like it was just like yeah. all. Oh, no, we were right. We were right. Sorry, March twenty fourth, two thousand five. Yeah. for US. I'm, I'm just fucked up. All right, yeah. I right. fucked up, Tim. All, you know um, what? It's blame. all right. Goodbye. Oh my no. god. No, no, Greg, <laughs> don't do it. There's so much to live for. My Fomax. They had all the like the classic games you'd think yeah. about for PlayStation. My favorite 2. part is when you called your brother, and we were there when they opened at 10 a.m., which meant you were calling him at 8 a.m. to ask him what PS2 games he needed because there was a whole bunch of PS2 games there. What, 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 well, what caught your eye? I saw Frogger: The Great Quest, mm-hmm. I think it's called, which I know my brother grew up loving. Yeah, and I remember recently he didn't have it, and he was like, "Fuck, man, I can't find it anywhere." Like my brother goes to the Goodwill constantly, hoping to he'll find some PS2 gold. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, my God. So I called him, and he was like, oh, man, I just bought it. I just got it. And I was like, all right, well. Best friend sent it. Oh, best oh, friend nice. sent it. Hey, awesome. The PS2 has one of the most extensive libraries in history and one of the best libraries in history. So the fact – and it, we're kind of in that sweet spot where it hasn't gotten too expensive yet. Retro games have – multiplied in price over sure. the last few years. It's getting harder and harder to buy pretty much anything on a cartridge or from the PS1, Saturn, Dreamcast era. And PS2 games are just entering that threshold now. Mm-hmm. So this is the sweet spot to buy them. It really yeah. is. Well, that, I was kind of surprised they had Amplitude, the PS2 version there, and it was $12. Uh-huh. I'm like, I haven't checked in a long time. But like, I remember Amplitude being one of those games that was uh, – a little bit bumped up price-wise because there wasn't too many of them made. And give, give it time, and it'll pop right back up. Yeah, uh, we'll, that, we'll see. There's limited quantities of these things, and we never think that what we were contemporaneous with will ever be old. And so when it is, everybody's shocked, and by then it's five times the price. Yeah. That, that's yeah. how this works. I think it's sort of, I am hurt that nobody texted me. Why am I going to text you? Hurt. You would, you need, or standing you, in an awesome game store, Jared. Is there anything you want? I didn't know I needed to do that. I assume your collections is where you want it. No, my collection is almost non-existent. You don't know this, Greg? No. To take oh, the, wait, no. Yes, I do. You sold it all. I sold you? it all to take the IGN job. That's right. right. I didn't have enough money to move across the country right. at that point. I sold my entire game collection. Give me right now, before we switch move. out of this, you're, the, the three retro games you like. That's what I, If I would have called you, I said, what are the three games I need to be on the lookout for, Jared Petty? Right away, I'd have wanted you to look for a physical copy of Radiant Silver Gun again, which I used to have. Okay. I absolutely want that. Probably Gone Better Dunk Heroes for the Famicom, which okay. is a game I love. There's and, not a lot of Japanese stuff at Slackers. So. Oh, okay. Well, then the third one's going to be Gimmick, uh, which is another, or Mr. Gimmick, another Japanese okay. game. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. there's there's a bunch of stuff that, if we're talking American, there's a bunch of stuff I'd send you for, too. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A bunch of weird Game Boy stuff in particular for me. Sure. I love that. Terminator uh, 2, of course. Ooh. Yeah, I could live with that Terminator no, too. It's all right. It's it's. I don't want to. I wouldn't don't want to spurch the. Noble some, it's kicking around here somewhere. My Terminator Two cartridge on Game Boy that somebody sent us. You'd be so proud of me. I just bought two days ago a Sega Nomad. Oh uh, nice. Yeah, I'm really excited about nice. that. Nice. That's so, Sega. Nomad. Do you remember the Nomad? Oh yeah, quite yeah. well. Yeah, that's that was the. Somebody pointed out to me on Twitter. That's the original Switch. Yep. And I never really thought about yeah. it. It's yeah. the handheld that you play console games on. What a great idea. There yeah. you go, man. It's huge. It. Except huge. for trying to run an X68000 with batteries. Right. That was and a bit of a problem. Batteries. Yeah, but yeah. still, it was better than Game Gear. So on the flight back from Mizzou to here, I played two games. Oh, okay. One of them 
Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Sure, you a played a lot, lot of that. You played and a lot. It's, it's yeah, a lot. And you're using that little you you're using that little 8 bit controller, commercial. which oh my god, it makes Mario Kart, Kart so good. Uh, I haven't played Mario Kart Deluxe in, in a while since you know that kind of like died down and in, in, from the initial release. Sure. Uh, but I was like, you know, we had a long flight and there wasn't any real new stuff that I wanted to dig into, and I just I was like, you know what, I want something that's a little bit turn off my mind and go. <gasps> Popped in Mario Kart and I realized I I don't have the three gold stars and everything. I gold I did gold trophies or whatever for yeah, all yeah. That. You come yeah. in first in every one of the Grand Prix in, in the Grand Prix, but it's like that. Not two hundred. Yeah, not two hundred. Yeah. Not I haven't done all of them. I didn't do mirror mode oh. as well. Oh, okay. okay, did you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but this is a conversation you and I keep having where you're like, <laughs> do you have all three stars? I'm like, yeah, and then you're like, man, it's really hard. I'm like. Oh, then maybe I don't. I so want yeah, to think this is just proof that your brains are dying as you of course. Age. I, 50, really I did all the 1500 and 150 cc, uh, but I didn't do the rest of them. But as I was going in, I was just kind of like, I don't understand what makes the stars happen. I looked it up on the internet. I couldn't really figure it out while we were flying. So I was like, I'm just going to keep playing. So I did. And then I moved on. To, I did some mirror mode. And it's like, all right, fine. Uh, but then I did 200 cc that I've dabbled with before. Mm-hmm. But this time I'm like, I'm going to play through all of the Grand Prix and do MCC. And okay. I did. And that shit's fucking hard. Yeah. And it's just so crazy to me where I used to make the argument that I was like, 200 cc's is bullshit because like that's not how this game's designed. Yeah. Like The game's designed for 150 cc, so when you add more, it's just like the courses don't feel right. Mm-hmm. Playing it as much as I did last the last couple of days, I was like, this is where there's a real game here in Mario Kart. And it's not just kind of, kind of autopilot just going through and uh, hoping that you're first long enough to get a lead and not you know get totally screwed. Um, you actually have to break. Yeah, yeah, and that totally changes the the it game. Turns into a driving game. Turns yes. into a racing game. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is cool. I still prefer 150. Yeah, the thing sure. I, that's the thing is when I was getting ready for my showdown with Zyger after we all talked a lot of uh, shit on the internet, uh, I was like the same thing as you. Right? I, I that's why I want to stay. I definitely have all the goals, but I don't. Maybe I don't have all the stars, but I'd like to think I do. But who knows? And I, I left my Switch at home today because I packed a bunch of other stuff. I was uh, very intent on going through, and I thought mastering all those races. And then when 200 was the last thing, and I jumped in and started doing that, I was like, wow, I just don't enjoy this. This isn't fun. Mm. And so that's when I popped out, and I hit up Zyger. I was like, hey, are you like crazy good, and you're playing on 200? He's like, not really. I'm like, oh, you're good. And like, We're mm. playing on 150? Awesome. I like 150 because it is jump. You can take time off and jump back in, and sure, you won't be nearly as good as you were when you're in your prime, but it comes back to you. It's like riding mm-hmm. a bike. You know what you're doing. Whereas, like, yeah, 200 is... All right, let's learn when I need to break and when I don't need to break and how this works and where this is. Well, 150 is where the game where the game really hits that sweet spot they designed for, like you said. But it's also the place where Mario Kart reveals something about itself that, that's common to a lot of Nintendo games. We've talked about Punch-Out before and about how Punch-Out's not really a sports game. It's a rhythm game and a puzzle game. Likewise, Mario Kart certainly isn't entirely a racing game. Sure. There's racing elements. And there, there's certainly a lot of stuff, track memorization, for example, that's really helpful. But as much as anything, Mario Kart at its purest goes to what Tim just said. Don't get too far ahead or get far enough ahead. It's an economic management simulator that's mm. happening in real time. It's about <laughs> when to grab items, where you are at any particular moment before the end of the race, where everybody else is, and when the right time is to use this, use that, be in the right spot so that you can counter if something's used. It's a lot like the old electronic arts game Mule uh, that was released in the early 80s that's about real-time economic combat. Hmm. Uh, I think it's sort of the same way for this. Uh, it, it's a, it's a, it, yes, it's racing, but there's way more than racing going on to the surface. And again, Nintendo does that a lot. Smash Brothers fighting game, well, yeah, but also a platforming game. Punch-Out, sports game, well, yeah, but really a rhythm game. And yeah. Mario Kart racing game, and 200, definitely. At 150, 
maybe this has a lot more to do with how I'm going to expend my resources. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with it, though. And like, yeah. I recommend you give it a shot next flight. You have to yeah. just pop in because I, I liked going through. At this point, we've done that same Grand Prix over yeah, and over and course, over. The one course. that ends with Mount Wario. Because like, that is the best Grand Prix in the game. Uh, and it's so fun. But like to go back and be like, oh, man, I don't know how to take every yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. It was like a, yeah. Uh, yeah, like a fun fun new lesson. And the other the, hmm? Oh, sorry. Yeah, before you switch, because this is also important. So you're using that controller we've talked about here on the show yeah. before. Yeah. You, I was watching you do it, and I was thinking at one point about busting out my Switch. And I was like, fuck, he makes a great point that that one's small, can fit in the bag easier than my mm-hmm. Pro Controller. I don't have to worry about it. I might be in the market for that soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. My second thing was you had this weird stand you were using. Yeah, I just got a new... Uh, I want to do an updated, like, what Nintendo Switch accessories sure. thing I use because it's totally different now. But there's... It's just something from Amazon. It was like eight ninety nine. Um, But it's this nice metal stand that pops out, and you can fold it to whatever angle you like. Because yeah. we fly so much with the Switch that, yeah. like... I like playing handhelds the best, but when it's games that benefit from using an actual pro controller. I love that both of you are describing accessories for your Switch that you bring along on trips, but you won't pack your 3DS. Yeah. I mean, There's something wrong I with I moved your into the future, Jared, and everyone can come with me to and the future, or you can stay the, back there. The future involves packing extra peripherals. I, are you going to bring the Wii Balance Board right, along with you next time? You can, you can shush it. For a right. console He's experience. bringing a lot of crazy stuff. I just want to bring another <laughs> controller. That's all I want to bring. He's the one with his own well, like, the, but stand. The, prob- the problem is like planes aren't comfortable to play with the kickstand. Like, they're fine, though. They're, they're not. Fine. They're not. It's You're a way, weird it's, guy. It's super low. And I fly it's more like than you, and I use yeah. it on a kickstand. I, you yeah, bring you down your tray, you put it there. Oh, okay. I think if you're going to correct anything in a, in a uh, Switch revision, even more than any real hardware changes, I'd want you know, obviously you want to see the D-pad, but the other thing would be the kickstand. I'd love mm. to see a higher quality, more adjustable kickstand. You saw this thing, thing today, right? The No. Uh, Switch, uh, we read it on Games Daily. Uh, Nintendo is part, has partnered with some venture capital firm here in SF and is accepting proposals from anybody, but mainly like, you know, uh, indies or hardware people for ways to iterate the Switch hardware. Like oh. uh, accessories, peripherals, not like Switch 2.0, but a vitality sensor or something like that. They don't want software. They want like actual things. You they want could, hardware peripherals. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's interesting. To see okay. That well, I love that you evoked the name of the vitality sensor. Yeah, of he all did the things we go for. That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I, I was the uh, on the train during Games Daily. So I say, oh, yeah. That was what a moment that was. What a moment. What the, an image. The, the vitality sensor and other M back when that wasn't a bad idea. Dude. Remember me? All right. Not to go off on too much of a tangent. Yeah. E3 2000. I don't remember the year. Uh, fuck. Yeah. Damn, I had that? it. I had it up until, until 2009. It must have been 2009. E3 2009. Uh, they come out and there's just like Mario Galaxy 2. And we're like, holy crap. There's like no one saw that coming. Yep. Met, like Team Ninja pops up yeah. for a Metroid game. And yep. that trailer looked fucking awesome. That game should have been good. And then it, it ended, we all know how that ended. But man, that trailer was awesome. Yep. And then they show the. Uh, fucking vitality sensor with just the image that pops out of some dude sticking his finger in this little white yeah. dongle. And I'm like, what use could this ever have for a video game? Like, oh, it tests your heart rate. Who the fuck cares? Uh, you know, and now that we get, have watches, if you and get shit. scared. Like the, it could get darker and that kind of thing. At that time in Japan, and Nintendo is and remains an extremely Japan-focused company. Um, there was a trend of health gaming going on, lifestyle gaming. Brain age. Was, yeah, exactly. And yes. they were reacting to that trend and miscalculated how that would be received in the Western market. That's Absolutely. my guess. 
Yeah, yeah because mm-hmm. there it was big business. That was before smartphones had taken off the way they have now. Mm-hmm. And you could walk into a, a bookstore or a game store and there'd be a bunch of DS software, your games, but there'll also be like books and like cooking software and learn languages and the kind of stuff you do on your phone now. Yeah, and that exactly. Would, that kind of self-improvement or, hey, manage your time stuff would sell really well. I remember and, getting was so excited when that, and you'll know the name, of course, because you're Jerry Petty. But when they brought that cooking game, not Cooking Mama, obviously, but the one that taught you how to cook to the DS. Oh, I forget the name of that. And I know I what you're talking Personal about. Personal Chef, maybe? maybe yeah, I don't, like that. do not remember the and name And I bought of it, and I was like, oh, I'm going to cook with this, and I never did. Because yeah. it was like, it, it seemed awkward to have this little screen, this little thing, and I never, and it was before, obviously, like, I had an iPad or anything like that, and I wasn't thinking about, you know, using my... I don't, my, my giant ass laptop to bring into the kitchen to cook off of. Ubisoft made these language teaching DS games that were really pretty good. Yeah? Uh, yeah, they were, I mean, I didn't learn Japanese, but that was my fault, not the games. Sure. Okay. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> the other game I played that was a Mario Kart mobile game that you recommended called Moi? Desert Golf. Oh, Desert Golfing! Yeah. Uh, yeah. Desert Golfing, yeah. yeah. And I enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, I, I got past level 100. Yep. So I'm pretty, pretty in there. D- is that it? Do you just keep going? There's an end. There is an end. There is an end. See, it got to the point that I'm like, because I remember you talking about it, but I couldn't remember clearly like where where it lasted. But it, it kind of feels procedurally generated. It is, but the procedural generation is calculated now. When it was originally released, this wasn't the case. Okay, it's been iterated on several times, and people kept searching for an end. He tried to build it so that eventually you'd reach an impossible level, and that would be that. Because he didn't think anybody. It's just like two bucks. He didn't think anybody cared. Get thousands and thousands of courses, but and I don't want to get my facts wrong here. But as I understand it. Eventually, there would be a generated hole people couldn't get around, and people figured out how to solve some of that anyway. And then he added an anti-gravity hole that you couldn't get the ball into. But people figured out a way to get around that oh anyway. God. Then he added like this stretch of like hundreds of flat areas where you just get bored and quit, but people powered through it. So finally, he went back in and patched an end. And so there is, even though there's procedural generation, the game does how, is beatable and has an end. How far? Like how many levels are there? I've heard 21,000. Jesus Christ. I'm done. Um, I'm done. I had fun. I'm done. I've heard it depending on your like depending on the build anything between 13 and 21,000, I believe. Wow. Yeah, and I could be getting those. Again, these facts could be a little fun off, game. but there is an end. Not 21,000 levels. Do you, do you want me to spoil the end? Please do. The end of Desert Golfing is great. Every screen just scrolls over, just like the last one. And by the way, you'll, the levels are going to get harder as you yeah. go. And new things. I've noticed see, that. Wait till you see a cactus. You're just going to die. Um, but you, right, you, I'm going to keep going. Yeah, you cut on. But you, um, you move forward. And the last screen is just, there you are on the beach. And there's water. An ocean stretching off. That's awesome. And you hit the ball into the ocean. And the ball That's doesn't it. respawn. Yeah. And my understanding is, I've never reached it, that you can't go back. You it's can't do like anything. The game's yeah, over. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have finished that's Desert Golfing, cool. and that's that. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, now let's talk about what you all are probably here for, if you're if you're new to us. Uh, God of War. <gasps> this is the God of War review. Now, just so everybody understands, me and Jared got the game later than everyone else. Haven't played too far into it. Yeah, so we're gonna Greg call that. Miller we're gonna call it a review. Beat the game. <sighs> so it's Greg Miller's review. We're giving oh, our uh-huh, impression. Uh-huh. That's how you get around it. I love it. I love your headset. Yeah, because yeah, that's our thing yeah. always. We don't want to like mislead you or anything. Exactly. But yeah, for sure. So I've rolled credits on it. I've beaten the game. The headline yeah. of this video is going to be Greg Miller's Got a War Review. Yep. Just Good. so you know. We all got those nice Sony copies, but you and I are mm-hmm. still And Andy, the it. problem is Andy's sick. Andy didn't beat it though, you did he? Andy's he was really far. For, okay, really far. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, he had to screw that up for me. Thanks. You know what I mean? Leave me with you guys. Sorry about that, man. Baby opinions. Well, I'm kidding. Yeah, you know, I'm just kidding. A, I'm kidding. It's baby opinion. Um, so Greg Miller's God of War review, and of course this will be spoiler free, both because 
Well, not even be- both because Sony says don't spoil anything, please. And secondly, because this game is currently my game of the year. Mm-hmm. Now I realize that it's April, so ha 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 ha. It's four months in, whatever. When I say this game is my game of the year, I mean that this game is in that upper echelon of games. How often have you really heard me kick or say that so far this year, right? Yeah. I think Celeste, I said, yeah, mm-hmm. Celeste has yeah. the chops to be game of the year. But I, that was like, obviously from, I didn't beat Celeste. It's me playing Celeste and be like, there's a great game. There's Monster Hunter, you know, I love. Maybe I jokingly threw that around, but I mean, or maybe like in terms of like in the moment, this is what the best thing of the year is for me. Mm-hmm. God of War is far and away. It is in another league from anything I've played this year. God of War, or I know we're going to get into it, so I won't even, I won't even go off that tangent. God of War is my game of the year right now. God of War for me succeeds on every level of being a video game. Uh, I find the story fascinating, endearing, uh, exciting, uh, violent, touching. It's every glowing adjective I could give it, right? Uh, the combat in the game, I feel, is incredible. Uh, I've talked about it before, you know, but uh, from the preview, but like the first time you throw the axe and call it back and it just slams into your hand like this, it's like, oh my God, yes. And then I realized that could get boring, uh, just throwing the axe and doing this different thing. And it starts off that way where that is uh, the first guy yeah. in my preview, the first giant dude I, fa- I face, who's not a boss, he's a character character you'll see many times. Well, I think in terms of spo- like for spoiler talk. No story stuff. None of the yeah. big twists so and turns. So embargo wise, we're not allowed to talk spoilers. Yeah. yeah. So like, don't don't worry but about I that. I wouldn't. But but anything <laughs> you're going to spoil is stuff that we can talk up to openly up to things that have been shown in trailers. Sure. Yeah. 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 And and even that, which includes the the second guy, the superhero guy that was in a conference. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Him, okay. At least him walking up and him talking to you. So okay, okay. I'm just letting you know, just for I'm still going to be super this. vague because totally cool. I don't know if you caught it. I put up an incredibly popular Twitter video on Twitter.com. Incredibly game popular. Over. Surely really, not. Did really great numbers. Uh, which was my review at the review embargo, which was, hey, game of the year. Here's why. All the stuff I'm saying yeah. right now. But on top of that, do yourself a favor and go dark. Do not watch video reviews of this game. Mm-hmm. Be incredibly careful what you, where you read and what you read and who you trust to hear you talk about it on a podcast. Not yeah. that I'm saying we have asshole friends or anything like that, because obviously everybody's yeah. our friend in this industry. But the fact of the matter is, this, more than a lot of other games in my time, is a game that I'm playing and things happen and I'm like, jaw on the f- floor, holy shit. Yeah. And I mean mechanics in the game, I mean uh, encounters in the game, I mean twists. The game kept me on my toes in a way I, it's, I and I was talking about this on Games Daily. Right now, I think this game not is in the running for one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to beat Peace Walker in the long long end of it. But I mean, like, I mean, but the fact that you just said that <laughs> sense, yeah, 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 yeah. that like you don't yeah. think it's going to beat your number one favorite game of all time. I mean, it's funny. I've been talking to a few different people uh, about the game, and I was you, you you walked in today, I think maybe mm-hmm. and said like, they, man, it feels like they made this game for me, right? Yeah, like, so that was me. That, yeah, well, we'll get to that. But this that feels like they made this much for me for me, hey, what does Greg Miller love about video games? Yeah. Let's check every one of those boxes. Yep. Yeah. And so, like I said, the story is incredible. Uh, oh, sorry. Jump well, in, no, please. I jump just in. jump in on that. Uh, not only It does two things. Not only does it check all those boxes, it's also kind of like Chrono Trigger. It looks at everything you don't like about this kind of game normally mm-hmm. and strips all that out. It's yeah. not just that they got everything so right. It's they took everything the games like this would normally do wrong to irritate you. Yeah. 
just pulled it out. It's like, no, you don't need that. We don't need to break anything about the illusion of immersion that's going on for mm-hmm. you here. There's so little that's ancillary and annoying. When people talk, they're saying things that make sense for the moment. When 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 things happen, everything is 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 contextually congruent. I think that you mentioned reviews. I think uh, Jonathan Dornbush's at IGN is a nice safe one for people mm-hmm. to read. Mm-hmm. It's very well written. It's very long, uh, but it, it's... Way to go, Dornbush. Come on. No, no, it's great. Kidding, it's kidding, a, the best kind of long and doesn't spoil anything about the game yeah. and, and extols some of its virtues. But one of the points he made that I didn't notice and never would have if I hadn't read that review, it's all one camera shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, my yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh, that's weird. And that, to me, is the key thing. Like, again, as a video guy and as somebody that really cares about that stuff, I remember being in, in, in film school, whatever you want to call it, um, and taking classes and watching movies where it's like, here's, here's scenes that were all done in one shot. For 10 minutes, this is done in one shot. And that just creates such a different vibe. And now one-shot videos on YouTube are kind of a... Uh, a popular, uh, a popular like hit thing where it's just like you put that in your headline and people are going to be interested. And there's a reason for that. That requires so much more thought and mm-hmm. so much more uh, production mm-hmm. and and a writing of blocking out shots. Like every yep. every single way the camera moves means there needs to be things happening either in front of the camera or using audio cues around you. And you need right. to understand where at every moment you are. And also that means you can't do the thing of creating emotion via cuts, which. Anytime you watch a movie, when you see two people talking, there's the shot, reverse shot of mm-hmm. over the shoulder mm-hmm. to kind of see people's faces and reactions. You don't see Kratos's reactions unless they want you to. Yep. And the camera needs to move. And at any one point, you can't see both. Yeah. Which is why they're able to do something else that I think stands out about this game and has just bowled me over. The For everything else I've read about it, the voice acting is obviously superb, but the writing, the writing is unreal. I don't think I've read better consistent dialogue in a game than what we get between Kratos and Son throughout sure. this game. It is, it's, it's like, it's portal level writing. It's not even mm. Kratos and Son for me. It's Kratos and Cast. Mm. It is like this game has not a. It has it has a main cast of characters yeah. in it. And the way they introduce these people, when they introduce these people, and the way they stick around or come back later resonates so well and you know i was talking earlier of like it's so it'd be so easy i think for this game to get monotonous of mm-hmm. it's father and son on a journey and they go and they talk and then inter- someone's introduced they talk and they talk and then they go off and then father and son go and they come in. they they find ways to introduce new characters make me go fuck i have a lot of questions about who this guy mm-hmm. is or who this gal is and what it's all going to be and then do it and there's and again, I'm not going to spoil anything, and I don't want to talk about it, and I, even though I think some of it's come up before. Like, they'll do it where you'll, you know, the, in between the main sections, be off doing something, and you, when whenever this is happening, you're going to hear a story. The, the, there's going to be a character or somebody else to talk to you. Mm-hmm. But when you get to the next, the stories are so good that when you get to the, and some of sometimes they're very much like, oh, man, that guy we just met or killed, <laughs> this is the thing about him. Or they're just totally, well, let me tell you a tall tale. Da, 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 da. And they're so good yep. that like I'll get to where I need to get to, and you can climb out, and they'll be like, well, we'll pick this up later. And then you come back, and they're like, all right, where was I? Like, oh, okay. Well, well. Mm. Or, but I found myself doing the opposite of getting there and just like chilling. I'm like, okay, yeah, keep going. Yeah, it's just so, get to your conclusion because I'm enraptured. It's mm. so non-expositional. It's so non-video yeah. gamey. Yep. I mean, yes, there, there are little mechanically necessary moments. You know, can I upgrade your axe? You know, yeah, yes, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. Oh, my God. But those, that guy. <laughs> very, very, very little of that. Instead, it just feels, I hate to use this word because it's overused. It feels organic. It feels yep. It feels real. like this is the world. Yeah. 
I want. I want to ask you something because earlier you were saying that uh, you know this kind of looks at at video games is like here's all the things that you like about it and none of the things that you don't like. Like, what are the things that we you don't like that you think aren't in this game? First off, I don't have anybody screaming at me all the time. Um, one of the things about the writing that's so impressive in this game is its minimalism. They talk like a terse, angry, thoughtful, sad man and a son who's trying to both impress but obviously is also enraged but obviously is also dependent. They talk like those kinds of people would talk. There's no need to fill silence with anything but that mm, beautiful mm, score. Mm. And when you meet other characters, they're not like, I am obviously part of a mystery and I am here to be mysterious. Instead, as people are introduced, they're introduced in logical ways that make complete sense. Nobody feels like they're reading off a script. Nobody feels the need to shout. I love that in combat, there's so very little like, good shot, da-da-da. You know, it, when that happens, it feels right. Mm. Um, when you get to a puzzle and you're getting a little stuck, the clues come from your companion and they come naturally. They're not like, oh, yeah, I'm obviously here because I can tell you're stuck. It's, hey, I'm looking at this and wait a minute. Why is did that you look up there? At, yeah, yeah, do you yeah, look yeah. at that? Yeah, and it's because you're both milling around an area, yeah. it works. Likewise with the NPCs, nobody feels – so one of it's a game just freaking has the courage to shut up and so few games do that. I'm not walking around gathering audio logs. I don't have to find out everything about somebody. Nobody's cramming the mystery down my throat. Instead, like a great mystery, like a great film, it's emerging. But at the same time, it's not a walking simulator because we barely touched it. But good lord, the combat's good. Yeah. And I love the fact that I don't feel like I'm fighting – so I like the Batman games a lot, but when the shield guys show up, I get annoyed. You know, like I sure am an immunity. Sure, I don't feel when I get into combat like any of this is unnatural. Yeah. The first time my Leviathan axe bounces off somebody, it's not like oh I have to solve this puzzle. It's well I have two or three other options. Switch, 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 and it works. Instead of, again, cramming some obtuse mechanic down my throat that makes it feel gamey. Mm -hmm. I'm challenged. But I'm not challenged in game-like ways. I'm challenged in reasonable, logical ways that make me feel more like I'm playing the real world. Those are a couple of examples. For combat, that's the thing, too. Whereas, like, again, before God of War PS4, God of War, I think, is calling card. And what I enjoyed from the games definitely wasn't the story, definitely wasn't the characters. It was, all right, cool, the combat's fun. This is cool, and it's fun. But even then, I never was the... I'm memorizing combos and I know exactly when I do this to that what this is going to do and I'm going to juggle them. I'm just like mash mash mash. Oh, the combo meter is going up. Neat, cool, whatever. This game, the combat, I mean, you know, I was I was talking a long time ago now about, you know, the giant guy you fight the first time and when I ran up I was doing the God of War things and sli slicing up his ankles and he kept crushing me and then finally I was like, "Fuck, this is hard." And I was like, "Oh," and I fell back and threw the axe and I was like, "I should have been doing this all ranged. Mm -hmm. I got to get used to doing ranged stuff." You do that, and you go a little bit further, and you keep doing stuff like that. And you're like, okay, cool, I get it, I get it. But then when the game starts opening up in terms of its combat being RPG-esque, in mm -hmm. terms of, cool, you can get this new armor, and this piece is really going to bump up your strength, but this piece will bump up your you know, runic magic. And like, you start going, in, you're like, oh, like, cool. And I'm, I'd imagine the way I decided to play, which was I'm putting everything into strength. I want Kratos to hit things and do damage. It's going to be different than how Jared did it. Or it's mm -hmm. going to be different how that person who over there mm -hmm. played it. They want a lot of luck and they wanted this and they wanted more health. Like you really get into as you start picking out all these different pieces of armor that have different looks to them and you're upgrading them and you go you start building a character in a different profile. And yeah. on top of that you're going through then through the skill trees and building out different ways of combat. Where at first I was 
very I was thinking, oh, it's gonna be very much like God of War, where right. I am just hack, hack, hacking, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, all right, cool, I have a whole bunch of uh, experience points. No, it's the the uh, the spendable currency, whatever, yeah, to go in and, do, and do it, uh, to actually go in and, cha- and unlock new moves and stuff. Yeah. And when I got sweet in there, moves. sweet new moves. Got when I got it. in there and started picking them, it was like. Uh, oh, oh, this is cool. And oh, I really do engage or enjoy range stuff with the axe. So like, cool, this one I can, that I unlocked here, you know, I swipe on the ground and it shoots the ice shards at him and explodes mm-hmm. out. And then uh, leveling that up as I played and then unlocking new abilities. And doing, sorry, this is, well, just to interrupt real quick, I, what you're saying, I totally agree with where the old, more hack and slashy God of yeah. War games, like... I'm I'm playing this coming straight off of playing Bayonetta one and two, and mm-hmm. those are way more similar to the old God of War mm-hmm. games than mm-hmm. this one. And because of that, it's kind of making it a little hard for me to to adjust mesh and, right away, and to yeah. mesh with it because it mm-hmm. is a lot. I, I don't want to say it's slower and more methodical because it it's, is. It's but it's not though. It's similarly paced. It's just instead of comboing together a bunch of buttons and instead of it just being a button mashy thing, it's comboing skills. And that is the, what you're talking about leveling sure. up the different skills. I'm thinking of it less of like how many should it because normally in God of War or those type of games, I think of it as quick hits for little like mm-hmm. chip damage that you can get quickly yeah, yeah. or the bigger the big hits coming hit in. Yeah, yeah. In this game, I haven't been thinking about it that way. It is way more um, about where we're at in the battlefield, yeah. how many enemies are around me, mm-hmm. where the kid is, Artius, Artius. Uh, and, and using it, I boy, love I love boy. him being part of the combat because I I really do enjoy using him shooting arrows and I love how fast they recharge. Yeah, like, dude. Like, and that's the thing too is again like for me the game is the longer you play it the more you get out of it the more you realize yeah. how brilliant it is and that's why I'm really I know you're not that you're lukewarm on it. You're, and that's the thing just to say on Gamescast because I haven't yet like out of anybody that I've seen play this game and give their thoughts I feel like I am the lowest on it out of anybody. Yeah, and. As I'm sure you're hearing me talk here, that's not to say that I think this is a bad game. That is anything but the case. It is an amazing game. My question is, how amazing is it? Because I do feel yeah. like the opening uh, couple hours are... All the stuff I did preview, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I haven't been wowed yet. Wow. Like, I, I'm playing, I'm like, this is it's really great. And you got through that first fight I was talking about, that superhero I fight? I did, I did. Did I and, oversell and, it? Is that the and, problem? No, okay. no, I don't think... Because like, we've, seen, we've seen bits of that before. Okay. My, see, so, this is my thing, is like... I don't know what it is about this game, but I'm like, I guess I saw all of it, did my commentary in this space, and yada yada yada. But I must have just, I've, I've been media blackout. I guess I'm like, it sounds like they're doing what I want. I guess I just haven't been paying attention. They, yeah. Yeah, they had me from the first few minutes. Yeah, uh, my my experience has been a little different, Tim. Um, and I don't think that's the hype because, like like you, I have mostly ignored most coverage around this yeah. game. But I found myself drawn in. You mentioned that combat, and I, I want to go back to that for a second. You, you, Tim, talked about it being. Uh, being maybe feeling slower but not I feel like it's rhythmic it in Mm. a way you talked about battlefield position that's really important but it also it it feels in a way like the only good part of lightning returns was that kind of rhythmic combat it had that game is terrible but Trius's combat was amazing this one gets that same kind of rhythmic feel to it lightning returns final fantasy yeah final fantasy 13 lightning Lightning reaction no no I'm talking about (laughs) lightning returns that game has a has a kind of a rhythmic combat to mm. it, and you get in moments of God and War. I've noticed this even fairly early on, where between what you're doing with the boy and what you're doing with the axe and what you're doing with your punching and what yeah. you're doing with evasion, 
you get a kind of a rhythmic 100%. feel to every encounter. They all feel crafted. That's I keep going back to Chrono Trigger. That's another thing it shares in common with it. It's all on the map combat. Nothing feels random. Nothing feels thrown in. Every encounter feels like an encounter. And, the, and I think that the camera adds a lot to yes. that. And that, that is so cool because it's easy is not the right word. Uh, it's much simpler to come up with a cinematic moment of like uh, what we think of as a cutscene to have one shot camera work and have that feel beneficial. But for when you're walking into an area and an enemy pops up out of nowhere or whatever, and there's a bunch of other ones around you, I, I love how cinematic the gameplay is of, yes, there is enemies that are just like magically popped in, but you see people jumping off a mountain to come join the sure, fight yeah. and stuff. And like, there's so much thought put into how the camera's going to be placed, even when you are in control of it, because it's it's more of a combat. And that's what's amazing is that that's an, you ask for a list of things to take out. That's another thing. There are this is a game effectively without cutscenes. I mean, you are in it, yeah, even yeah. in the moment where you're having a conversation with somebody. You don't feel like this massive transition. Oh no, because you you place. walk in right, and then all of a sudden you feel like, oh, I don't have control right now because yeah. it happens it happened to me all the time. Yeah, I was supposed to coming out of cutscenes. I'm like, am I back in control? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Here and it, the fact that you have to ask that question, yeah. that's revolutionary. Yeah. That's what that's the dream, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, what we've been hoping for. For the combat stuff you're talking about, I do think that it's slower in quotes with the Leviathan axe because I think it's a heavier weapon. Now you can run and you can punch and you can do Spartan Rage and get it back to feeling a little more. But part of it is the fact that yeah, the camera's punched in in a way that suddenly for me made it slower isn't the word I would use. For me it was methodical. Where it is this is the guy I'm focusing on. I'm going to axe axe him or I'm going to throw the axe at that guy over there to stop him from running for me. Beat the hell out of this guy. Call back the oh in the middle of it. A trace is like on your left, and I'm like, and it actually works. It actually works. I'm like, oh, yeah. and turn around. There was a guy on my left. The game does a good job of having you because the camera being close to him does limit your field of view yeah, of what's around you. And when older games, it's so far back. Yeah, you see like everything. You see your battlefield it's general. You see bound, it all. You're bouncing all over. But like when it when you see Kratos's back is like a third of the screen. Like you're focusing on the guy in front of you and. It is the audio callouts or the the visuals of the colors popping up. Yeah. Uh, like yeah so you have a you basically on the screen, right? Imagine a three hundred and sixty degree thing, but then on the sides where you'd have problems, little arrows pop up. And if it's white, it means there's an enemy coming at you that way. If it's red, it means they're about to attack. And if it's purple, there's an incoming projectile. And it's like that's cool. That system works. Yeah. And it's like without it being explained, you understand what's going on. Yeah. And you also remember when they revealed this game at what E three twenty sixteen, right? Uh, I believe that's Sounds when they first showed right. it off. Remember, they started it with an orchestral. Like, even yeah, before, yeah. it was the beginning of the press mm-hmm. conference, and the orchestra comes up, and they're just playing, and then they show it and reveal the and game. And it was a new theme, too. It wasn't the it, God of War theme. Exactly. Because nobody knew for sure, because mm-hmm. until he walks out of those shadows in that original preview, you're not quite sure what you're watching. You're guessing. Yeah, yeah. You think it's going to be God of War, but when he finally walks out... The fact they chose to introduce this game with music is important, because one thing I haven't seen too much talk about yet is how... Bodacious that score is, 100%. and how it serves the game. And again, in a game with that continuous camera shot, I'm not sure how they did that. How they made the music fit the moment you're in yeah. so seamlessly. I've been walking around Dude, with that music ha- in my you, head. You haven't, e- and that's the thing with both you guys. And I'm, you haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. yeah. And like, dude, like, I mean, again, for me to be, for me, Greg Miller, to be like. When it happened, like, you know what I mean? I assume this thing happens in the game or whatever. And again, spoilers for, no, I'm not about to say spoilers. Spoilers are going to ruin this for people. Yeah. And they'll see it coming a mile away and they'll hear somebody talk about it and yada, yada, yada. I had no fucking idea. And as soon as it was done and I was to a good stopping point, I stopped, I went to PAX. 
But the first thing I did right was DM Corey Barlog and be like, are you fucking kidding me? Huh. You know what I mean? Are you fucking kidding? And that's one moment. Those moments are throughout this game. Not that big, you know what I mean? But there's so many different crazy things where the game, like, oh my God, like yeah. the fucking lead up to the end. You, I mean, like in terms of a combination of everything that's happened on your journey and audio and visual and like, it's just like, so ah. that, that's a question I have. Yeah, lay it on me. God of War, known for these ridiculously epic, over-the-top moments, and sure. I feel that there's a problem when we're now on God of War seven, if you count it one way, six, if you count it another, four, if you count you it another. The, the, the phone game, yeah. Like either way, this is at least God of War four, yeah. right? And once you get through three, with how crazy the boss fight, the opening of three, fighting yeah. on the Titan, yeah, all yeah, of yeah. that. I remember watching Alfredo play through that and just being like, how are video games here? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you, it's the, the secret sauce of it's bigger and better. Yeah, there's yeah, bigger yeah. and there's more. There's whatever. I just don't understand how they can go more than that. And that's why from playing through the opening and everything I know about this game, it is a bit smaller and it is a bit more like contextualized in reality is not the right word. But there is a, <laughs> there is a reality of this world that's believable. Actually, I like that you said reality. This is speculative on my part. But uh, I, the fact that it is real, that what's happening feels real, that it doesn't feel synthetic, that it feels personal, that what makes it epic comes out of your investment in the characters and in this very believable mystical universe, I think that makes things bigger than any effect mm -hmm. on screen ever could. And that's fair. But my question is, sure. Do the, does that ever mesh? Like, is there ever do a you point? Get those spectacle is there ever again? a point where it is this like, wow, because of the way they're doing this, it feels big. Does that feeling ever mix with actual crazy ass? Yes. Holy shit, I've never seen this before. Yeah, of course. Wow. Especially because they're fucking. I don't think it isn't, of course. That's great. Though. Well, I mean, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, it does a great job in the beginning and for a while of playing with what is your expectation of God of War? And so I think somebody wrote or somebody wrote in for Games Daily. And we didn't get to that question. Right. Mm -hmm. Where it was like, does it have the spectacle? It does. I don't think it's God of War three spectacle where it's like every other thing is getting huger. Blah, blah, blah. It's like they use it when they need to and it works. And it is that moment of like being on something crazy and not understanding how you would do this, but then you figure out how to do it and it's crazy and it's Kratos and it's Atreus running around doing their thing. I got another one for you, Greg. Sure. Uh, so another interest of this game for me is that Norse mythology is a hobby of mine. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it's something I absolutely Ooh, love. I can't wait for you to be, to talk. Okay, yeah, so, okay. Because so here's my one side thing. Sorry, and I don't mean to cut you off, but, I will, but it's in the same vein, right? Yeah. Is the fact that like, again, like we were talking about it, it checks everything we'd want out of a game, right? And you asked him what he wouldn't want out of a game. You didn't ask me, but I'm not heartbroken. Don't worry. The thing about it for me is that I could sit down if you wanted it spoiled and I could tell you everything as we go. I could tell you the name of every one of the characters. I could tell you how they interplay with each other in this story. And it, that's like for fucking God of War, the one through three. I, I don't, I'm like Calliope and then uh, oh, he yells Athena a lot. Athena's role, she was she was the god. I don't know. He, be, he kills Ares and he becomes the god of war. But that's then, interesting because I, I again, and maybe this will change with the characters I've met already as, as we keep going on. I could not say the same, even for the characters I've met. I think I know what you're talking far. about, and I think you will. By the okay. end of it, you're going to be able to say, oh, that person was this and that cool. was their name and how it all works out. 
back to the Norse mythology thing. It, it was so good. It got me like, man, I got to go read some of this shit. Yeah. I, yeah, okay. I, I, I got to figure out a few more things about what this looks like. The Elder and Younger Eddas are amazing. There's incredible stuff in there. Uh, and and uh, I'll turn you to some good books if you want to cool, look at yeah, it. But uh, beyond that, so Edith yeah. Hamilton, the great mythology scholar who studied both Greek and Norse mythology, yeah. uh, said that the Greek gods could never truly be heroic because they were mostly immutable. You could fool them. They weren't omnipresent, uh, weren't omniscient, but... Ultimately, they took very little risk most of the time, whereupon mm-hmm. the Norse gods could be heroic. They knew that the story of Norse mythology, the overarching story is that everything's doomed. We're all going to fail. We all going to die. We all know when. We all know how. But we're going to fight against evil anyway, or mm-hmm. we're going to do our part mm-hmm. in this world anyway, even though we know without a shadow of a doubt we're going to lose. And that's the definition of heroism. Does this game embrace that spirit of heroism as an act of standing up in the face of of what's immutable or impossible? Is is that something that, that's thematically congruent throughout it? Because I've already caught it early in the game, and I'm wondering, without spoilers, if, if that's something that, that struck you. Yes, that's okay. the theme of this game. And back to the reality of it. And this is what uh, Jeff Kanata tweeted out recently, right? Actually, let me just pull it up and read it because I don't want to butcher it. The meme of the generation. Well, this, okay. this got so much fucking controversy, and people are it's, dumb. It's just because people are dumb, people man. People take it to I thought it was I, a great tweet. I, I, I thought it was a great tweet. Solid Je- tweet. Jeff does great work. It was a really funny tweet. Awesome. It wasn't tweet. even funny uh, as funny, much as like, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. accurate. I think that it's like, that's not, people can take it as like talking shit. I, I think that is, it wa- the, I, I think it's celebrating. That was crazy. That Yeah, I, it was upsetting that people took that as talking shit, of course. Fun self-promotional fact. Hop on a couple of weeks ago on the DLC podcast nice. with Jeff Kanata and check out Jared Betty. So he said on April 12th, what if Zelda had an amazing, amazing cinematic story? What if Last of Us had incredible skill-based combat? What if Uncharted somehow put all the violence into context? What if Dark Souls was approachable and clear? The answer, t- the answer to all of these questions and more is God of War, mm-hmm. and it's true. That's that's a I think I, you can look at all of that and like I guess maybe people are mad about you, you Nintendo kids. You know what I mean? Getting mad about stuff. That was a joke. The thing that gets me most mad is the Uncharted thing, but that's. But I mean, it's what it talks time. about, right? Like we always joke around on this show and the, every PlayStation show I've done before. Nathan Drake's a mass murderer, but mm-hmm. what does he do? He grins at the camera and he gets a lane at the end, and it's great because it's a pulp movie, and that's what it is. Yeah, and why. This God of War resonates so much is that it's the sequel to all the God of War that's come before, but Kratos is a different person, a different God. And it, this is a, an entire, you saw it in the trailer of him, how's he going to touch his son or what's he going to do? The entire game is him wrestling with that and have, and like, I, and, and it's, they answer the questions I wanted answer. He, he, do, it doesn't shy away. I was afraid, like, you know what I mean? Like in the trailer, I'm like, just fucking touch your son. What's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like, it was in that first reveal. And I remember yelling at Corey about that at that E3 or whatever. He's like, well, you play the game. You know what I mean? And you play the game. And the questions <laughs> and the conversations I want, they all happen. And they happen, like I've been saying, right, in the right pace, in the right way, where I'm never like, oh, fucking finally we're finding out what this is. It was like, oh, they, they, they dropped their breadcrumbs long enough for me to keep on the trail and be hungry that when I get there, I'm starving for the meal. But I'm mm. not mad and she's ready to eat sand for it i'm excited for how they did it and so yeah the whole norse mythology thing i didn't know that right that inter- i didn't know that was like a theme of that that is that is the theme of norse mythology and i would say then yeah this definitely leans into that and there is an awesome 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 section of story that so happy. i think deals with that and shows one way and then comes back the other way and sets it up for where we are and like Rad. that's just how this this game again reality like there's uh, a progression to it and what and this isn't I don't think a spoiler and it's not a spoiler it's not a story spoiler at all but like 
Kratos talks differently to, in terms of grading uh, Atreus's performance, right? Where at the end he's like, how is that, Dad? And he's like, satisfactory. You know what I mean? <laughs> but by the end, as you continue to go further in that game and have more time with him, he talks differently. And it's back to the combat element of it where I had all these points. I started pouring him into my armor and all this shit. And I would look at his armor and I'm like, no, fuck him. He doesn't do anything. He calls out things and he's not going to die. So why would I upgrade his armor? Why would I do it? And then you find a better armor for him. Like, oh, that would give me this benefit. Mm-hmm. And then you find air, you know, different uh, upgrades for his stuff. And it's like, Oh, if I use this on that, then it'll chain to other enemies. Like, and oh. that, that to yeah. me is what I, I enjoy the most about the combat so far is using him, like I was saying earlier, of like being able to hit square or what I think it's square, whatever mm-hmm. button it is, to he have him arrow, shoot the arrow. Square. Square. And he has three arrows when you start out. Um, and there's just this like kind of active time battle uh, for Final Fantasy references a system where it's like you use them, then it'll like come back and you yeah. get them again. Yeah. And you can use one, wait, use another. Use another, or you can go ba ba ba. The three go. Obviously, accuracy is affected and all that. But I love using that to kind of stun the enemy as I'm going in on yep. them. But then have him also target on someone else, shoot them to distract them, so I can focus for a while. Yeah, that's how I end up using it a lot of the time is using them to keep people off me. But it, that's where I was talking about that rhythm earlier. Mm-hmm. Throw the axe, make the punch, shoot the arrow, grab. Bring it back. And man, is there any more rewarding weapon you've ever played with and, than okay, the Leviathan I was just axe? about to say. Wait, from real the, quick for the Atreus thing. Again, you haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, as he evolves, it suddenly goes from, all right, cool, it's a cool distraction to being like, it. by the end of the game, I'm like, man, this is a crucial part of how I engage in combat. The next in game, how I Atreus of War. <laughs> um, the first moment that you play the game and you get to th- throw the axe. Yeah. That was... Great. Yeah. Uh, using the axe, fun, cool, yeah, fine, yeah. whatever. Throwing the thing, yeah, is also fine, whatever. It's the retrieving the <laughs> yes. thing, and it is the sound effect that it makes, which matches the cinematography of the one shot camera, and it matches the fucking feel of everything. The vibration in the controller. Yeah. There is so much thought put into little elements of this game that I really appreciate, but the axe is definitely the top one, yes. and. And it's like for the thing that you use the most in the game as you're going, well, at least from what I played, I don't, I don't know. But uh, you use it so often, it's like, it has not gotten old thrown this thing. No. Oh, no. And th- there's always a new opportunity and a new way to use it. Also, I like how it integrates into the puzzle sometimes. Which yeah. is so far, I'm not feeling those. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love them. Yeah, I, it's like, and again, I don't know. That's where I'm like, this is a video game. Well, I told you the other day, I have a shriveled raisin, the part of my brain that solves puzzles, so I can get stuck even on the simple ones, and that can be frustrating. But I don't, when the solution is throw something heavy at it, when I'm mad at the puzzle, it feels good. So, you That's know, fair. if the solution sure. is throw my axe at it, I feel great. I'm with you uh, on that. Like, I'm not a good puzzle guy either. Yeah. And so that was, my, that was my fear. But, like, I'm finding with them that, yeah, I, the, the answer's always there. It's rare that I'm, I, you know, I, the one time I'm thinking way late in the game and it was very much like, fuck, I got to beat this. I was like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? It took me like yeah. 10 minutes to finally say, oh, I'm an idiot and like grab that thing and that I was in front of me pretty much the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think you run into that moment. And every, so I guess that'd be one of the, the small tweaks you'd make. But I do love it's the return that becomes mm-hmm. like, like Tim said. And it's the fact that you have control over the return. Yep. That's such a subtle. It's not like it just automatically happens. Yeah. The fact that they make you so powerful when you don't have the axe. Yeah. And then. That is so true. I didn't think about it that way. But yeah. yeah it is, it's the fact that you throw this fucking weapon that's awesome. It's gone. You can still beat the shit out of people, sometimes in an even more powerful way. Well, that's the best. And then you have to hit a button to make that motherfucker And come then back. if you line up and you're just like. 
there's three and dudes lined up. And it's like, yeah. Or when you call back and it hits somebody from behind. Oh, like, yeah. What you're talking about where it is Battlefield General stuff of you throw the axe, which, you know, later on, if you get the power up or whatever, it'll freeze people in place. And then you can run and beat the shit out of everything. And when you're ready for that motherfucker, you call it back and, you know, take them out that way. The shield, like, coming up and popping yeah. up on your arm. And, like, you're talking about, like, in Batman, when a guy with a shield shows up, I was like, all right, fine, fuck, I got to run and jump over him. Right. Whereas even in the throes of battle, if a shield guy walks up, it's like, oh, well, it, uh, I haven't played it in a couple days. Double tap L1, right? And it goes, boom, and knocks, knocks them with, you knock them with the shield, which opens them up for attack, so you start punching him or throw the axe, the guy's coming and attack him. Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't feel, the combat feels like combat, because it does have its roots. Ultimately, God of War, in its original series, was a brawler. Yeah. And they have created a new kind of combat in this game. Again, Jonathan compared it, if I remember it was Jonathan, almost to a fighting game in some ways, mm. the, the amount of depth that goes into it. But it's it's still got those brawlery roots. I'm not sure. solving puzzles it, when I'm fighting guys. It I'm reminds me, aside. and this is dumbing it down in a way, but I also think an accurate uh, analog is comparing Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time uh, trilogy, yeah, combat to Prince of Persia 2008. Okay. Where all of a sudden it's like it, it it's a different form of combat. It still feels similar, but instead of it just being kind of mashing the face buttons, it it's more focusing on the enemy in front of you yeah. and trying to figure out the best way to take them down. And as you're doing that, I think the switch to the shoulder buttons for the attacks is you know now at this point kind of just commonplace when it comes to those type of games. Any type of game really. Like think about the shift from racing games from holding A to holding R2, yeah, right? And yeah. like, but for this, and I, I'm not a Dark Souls guy, so I'm not familiar with the control scheme there. Is, uh, it, is I, it on the... No, Dark Souls Dark Souls doesn't care what you think how control should work. Just, just yeah. But for attacking... Dark Souls dark... is not there for your convenience. <laughs> you Okay, so no, it's it's a little different. Your attacks are going to be mapped to face buttons if you set it up that way. And, and so that's why I, I assumed that. That I think is very cool for God of War because playing with the shoulder buttons for melee attacking I haven't experienced that in the game and I think I'm still going through kind of a learning curve oh yeah with that where especially coming off of Bayonetta 1 mm -hmm. and 2 where it's like yeah it is just a lot of blah 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 and the shoulder buttons are more for the dodging and rolling away and, and that type of stuff but mm -hmm. like am I, am I totally off base here like what is, has there been action games where you're attacking with the shoulder there buttons there are but but this one's doing I like that you're the, the fact that they were able to change up default controller configurations we were willing to accept it Right there it's says huge. something about the game because we're we, we get so ingrained in control schemes. Sure. This is how every shooter on earth must control. And if I don't like it, you know, they're if wrong, it's different, me. they're wrong, not yeah. me. I never could learn to play. I mean, God of War game. doesn't have a jump. God of War is doing different yeah, stuff. Right. So. It has an action button. Yeah, There's action times button. you jump, but you can't in combat jump up and right. In well, a way, Corey talked about right when we were. I was talking about the controls with him and the fact that you know moving them up to R one R two for attacks. And he was like, well, yeah, but, you know, it's the point of the game is to be cinematic and that one shot and have a different perspective. You need to be able to move the camera. And yeah. like, he's like, if we put it there, you suddenly sacrifice one of your cameras, your, your, your cameras. There is uh, options to change controls. And and it, there there it, is a classic control scheme. And what he pointed out was that when he they brought people in the play test and the people who were hardcore God of War people and would jump over and do that, they would do it for a little bit and then inevitably switch back of like, I, this and is I did how this game is built. I around. did that mm -hmm. and I switched back over to the, the modern controls of what they want. There was a couple things that I, I changed around in terms of button placement of what's the action button and what's the dodge button. Okay. I think that by default, uh, dodge is X. X is dodge, yeah. And circle is action, and I changed it so Interesting. circle is dodge and X is action. I think X is Dark Souls default for, for dodge, too. Yeah. I, whatever it was, I was like, all right, this feels better for me. There's still not... It, I wish it was totally mappable, and it's not. They just have 
defaults or, or classic or this or whatever, and it's just little changes. And I just, I, why don't all games just have standard? Just them, like, you know what? Just suck it up and play the game. You know, I gotta mean, play, the, gotta right. play that PC. You want those customized exactly? There you go, dork. Friend. Do your taxes. Put it on fucking PC. I, hey, I, look I, like taxes. I don't. I, I, somehow, I don't think they're gonna put it on PC. Yeah, somehow. I'd be surprised if that happened. Well, you know, with remote play. Well, I mean, but they have, they have created a game. I mean, this is the kind of game that's going to move systems, sell systems. Oh, yeah. The fact that they are willing to go in and invest. I mean, this is a game of, of significant length based on everything I've heard from people that have played it all the way through. Correct. That is designed to be single player focused, story driven, single player mechanically focused, isn't built around loot boxes, DLC, anything like that. This is a game that a console manufacturer right now can economically pour tremendous resources into to move hardware sure, and to sell copies of the game at the same time. I am energized to see that potential realized in God of War. Uh, it, uh, this is the kind of game, I, I started, said it to you in the back room earlier, we talked about it. It's like somebody made this game for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really am impressed. This is the kind of game I've always loved playing, and this is a standout version of that kind of immersive, deep, story-driven, single-player experience that has become, outside of the indie space, harder and harder to find. And what I love about it that we haven't talked about is the fact that the story is always there for you. It's always incredibly clear, like what you need to go do right on this quest to get to the top of this mountain. Uh, I love what the freedom they eventually give you. And I'm not sure. I know you're not, I think you're, you're like just there. You mm-hmm. just kind of, I'm it, at but, that point. I just it's wait. very clear what's yeah. happening. Yeah. 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 But when you get and it is, you can go explore in any direction you want to go just exploring mm-hmm. the way they do it and the way, you know, you'll get a new power or a new ability and it's kind of Metroid, right? Of like, oh, that, oh, this now unlocks that thing I, yeah. I saw that I can unlock before. And you'll come out of that area back into the main hub or whatever. And Atreus is like, oh, wow, we got this new power. We can go explore or we can just go to the, whatever the, you know, the quest markers. It's whatever you yeah. want to want to do. Like, again, it's a great way of the game telling you it's still your choice but giving it to you in context right yeah where of like why you're going to do something it else. doesn't feel like illusion and, yeah. and that's that's extraordinary i i guess it's just that that so much about gaming is is trope based we we're talking about this i think on, on games daily yesterday that we forget that that video games kind of all come from dnd even arcade mm-hmm. games to a degree all come from dnd in a sure. weird way using mathematics as a as a or numbers as a fill-in sure. for yeah, ability yeah, yeah. and some of those tropes have stayed with us to the point that we're almost blind to them. Uh, I think Andrew and I were talking about inventory systems before sure. that started. This strikes me as the kind of game that's going to tear some of those tropes off and make them impossible to go back I to. I mean, this game, for real, is going to be what a textbook study for everybody else who's like, man, we have this IP that no, that we ran into the ground or everybody's just kind of bored of and it's been sitting there and we've had time after time come back to it of like, well, what do we do with it? And we pitched something similar. Mm-hmm. What if we did and we t- took all that shit and made it matter here? Not that everything's going to be a story of redemption or a story of like my, the ghosts of you haunting or everything's going to be Last of Us or everything's going to be that. But there's going to be a way to be like, all right, cool. What if we took Jack and put him here? And we didn't mm-hmm. make Jack and Daxter again. We yeah. made a Jack game that is something different that is a progression. Oh, Jack and Dexter in this iteration, Jack is the father, Dexter's the son. The two of them are traveling together on a journey exactly. to a far off mountain where they encounter a stranger. They've got a, and, yeah. they, they have a, they have a, I shouldn't say anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, again, as somebody who was on media blackout, I don't even know how much of like 
the main story is known. Yeah, we should we should be careful about that. Yeah, so I, I don't. That's, and that's the thing is, like, like, I, I endeavored. Generally speaking, I follow games. I you know I used to write guides. You know that, yeah. and so I got used to being spoiled. Yeah, uh, games and movies. I had to get episode seven spoiled long before it, it came out. Things like that because I was the guy in the office designated to study that stuff. But with God of War, I've had the luxury yep. of going in fairly blind and. Uh, that has been a pleasure. I don't think that anything that's been said here is going to detract oh, no, at all no, no, from no. people's enjoyment of it. I um, think, I mean, that's the thing of when I went and did the, I've seen the E3 trailers, when I did the E3 behind closed doors, it was always like, oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it seems like it might wear thin after a while, right? Mm-hmm. Going to these different areas, fucking these dudes up, whatever, and it just doesn't. Like, yeah. I'm so anxious to get home. I'm so ready to be, have it be tomorrow afternoon where I'm going to sit down and get to play again and go back and take on a few different things that were for me even through the game too hard but i can have the chance to come back now and fight them stronger or do a whole bunch of different stuff to it so now you got that use those words game of the year earlier i I mean i the the one word is masterpiece yeah the game is a masterpiece period rad yeah it's very few of those ever i know so that's pretty extraordinary just uncharted three if you count no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) i want to get in some audience questions get me some audience questions i feel like there's a lot of stuff that'll come up that we would talk about leviathan x you know what i'm saying jesus christ no don't don't poke how much did that cost you because you bought that oh yeah good call yeah i I, we should have said that as we're like fucking let's suck the dick in this game right oh ftc they said i bought the axe with a kind of funny money then nobody said it to us (laughs) yeah no it's it's not like oh man of course they love it they sent up a foam axe no i went to the gear store (laughs) to find a link for that playstation light-up thing i have that from the courier interview Mm -hmm. and i saw this motherfucker i was like yeah 60 bucks make my hand smell all weird i mean does it make your hand smell weird yeah it's cool it's it's got that like smell of like you know like a costume i don't know it still smells better than when i stuck my finger in your belly button 100 i haven't showered today i came home and i showered last night off cycle which fucked everything so i just pretty much stuck my finger in your third armpit early yeah exactly 100 percent. that's beautiful so let's let's have a fun conversation i'm it's about time I've been, I've been having you know anything? Non, i don't know about anything yeah but now it's time to have oh, a conversation. i see what you're saying yeah i see what you're saying yeah. i love fun conversations with clean language yes that's um, what it's all about for me so uh, earlier we were talking about cool Greg playing the, the ps2 games what were the ps2 games that you wanted me to get that i ended up not being able to uh, there was a bunch. The ones I you mean specifically from the list I sent you? Any what what PS2 games is Cool Greg looking for? I like most of the Nicktoon ones. I like I really had my eye out for uh, the Tarzan. I to play that. I've never played that one though, but just it caught my eye. Uh, I, I don't have the cover to the Hit and Run, so I wanted that one really badly. And NBA Street. So Volume you just want 2. the box of Hit and Run? Yeah, but that you was have just the, on the side. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I want NBA Street Volume Two. Yeah, we don't have that. I have Volume One. No. Wow. No, we have Volume Two. What do you mean from back in the day? Yeah. No, I don't know where that's at. Have you checked the drawer? Oh yeah, I know. I know what games we have. We have NBA Street <laughs> Volume Two, and if we don't, our copies at Current's house. Oh yeah, it's at, it's at Current's. All right, I'll talk to him. About I love that. that you know you have the NBA ah, Street Volume. We two. have NBA Street Volume Two. I don't have one, and I don't have three. Yeah, I grew up playing that as Nelly and every all that. Yeah, I, two, I, two's the best. And then when I was at ToyCon this year, I bought that one number one, thinking it was number two. So. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Were you guys big in NBA Street? I was not. No, I enjoyed no. it. Yeah, yeah. Poe and I played it a lot. NBA Street Volume Two is a classic. Yeah? yeah, honestly, like no joke. It is such a fantastic video game, and it is such a good example of culture and music and a moment of time being brought into a video game in a way that's not corny and campy. Party mode? Uh, oh man, I'd get nasty in NBA Street Volume Two. But before I get nasty. Uh, we're going to get to the audience questions, but this episode is brought to you by eHarmony. If you've been trying to try an online dating, chances are that you've run into lazy text messages, dead-end conversations, random messages that don't turn into dates. Now, I know the three of us here at this table, we haven't had to deal with that. 
because we're lucky enough that we have loves of our lives. We've had to do that. But Cool Greg, Cool Greg, you don't got no love of your life yet. I don't, man. Sasha, she's taken. Sucks. We're going to need to figure this out for you, okay? And then, Greg, I have the thing for you. Uh, this helped. could be. Yeah, that's the oh, army. So that's what you want. No, 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 like they take steps that other dating sites don't in order to find you a more compatible match. So you go on the website, Greg, and you like kind of fill out all the things of who you are, what you're looking for, and then it, it matches you. Uses a bunch of science and math and all this algorithms that I don't understand. Uh, they've helped over a million people find their perfect match. eHarmony uses decades of science, data, and psychological research to send you the right matches. Right now, you guys out there can get a free month with eHarmony when you sign up for a three-month subscription. Enter code GAMECAST at checkout. No, GAMESCAST. They got it right this time. Hey. GAMESCAST. GAMESCAST. G-A-M-E-S-C-A-S-T at checkout uh, at eHarmony. My friend Jess used the service, and Jess says the sign-up process was super easy. They asked questions like, "What four words would you would your friends use to describe you?" and "How important certain relationship traits are for you?" They send you suggested messages in your sorry, blah. they send you suggested matches in your email, and it feels a lot more manageable than endlessly swiping on some other dating apps. Stop waiting and start your journey to a sat. No, that was the end of her thing. Then it goes eHarmony being like, "Stop waiting, start your journey for love today." It's Greg. Cool, Greg. <laughs> what four words would your friends use to describe you? Uh, I am Cool Greg. Oh, I think I remember this one. What was it? It was a um, natural born rebel and tight team champion. Do you remember that when we started our uh, interview? Oh, yeah. But that's a little more than four. So just natural born <laughs> rebel champion. Yes. Natural born oh, rebel man. champion. You got to do this, Greg. And if you wanted to, you should go to eHarmony.com and use the code GAMECAST. GAMESCAST. Damn it. At checkout. GAMESCAST. Like the show title as the promo code. Like the show you're watching. Right now. And eHarmony. E-H-A-R-M-O-N-Y dot com. Do it today. And cool, Greg. We got to get you on this. This needs yeah. to be a recurring segment. I'm so excited. Figuring about <laughs> cool, Greg's like <laughs> journey into love via eHarmony. eHarmony. Gamescast. And also, simple contacts. This is a new one for oh. us. All right. Do you guys you, use contacts? The answer is no. No. Do I use contacts? The answer is yes. Every day of my life. If I didn't, I wouldn't be able to see. I didn't know you wore contact lenses. Oh, oh I had to. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. Fun little story here. I was blind most of my life, but I just didn't realize it because I never wanted to go to the doctor and do all the whole mm -hmm. thing. It's a whole process, mm -hmm. right? But then I got my internship at IGN and I was like, I need to be able to see. I need to impress these people because being able to see is impressive. Uh, <laughs> So I went and I got my, got my glasses. So my first year of IGN, I had glasses. Do you remember this? You probably don't remember. You yeah, didn't no, I, I do. They were really thin. They were really, they were really thin frames. Very thin. Yeah, I still yeah. wear them to this day at home. Oh, okay. In my nighttime times. Sure, your you nighttime I mean? times. GSEs those a lot. Um, but eventually, I was like, I need contacts because I'm not about this glasses life. So I started getting contacts. But like one of my least favorite things is having to go and get the prescription for them because it's a whole process of You're talking to the guys and getting stuff. What? What do you mean? You have to do that too? No, mm. I just know that that'd be annoying. Oh, it is. It <laughs> I'm is. just helping you. Yeah. Like I understand. I, that'd be, I, I used to wear contact lenses. It's, Did it's you a really? Big deal. Oh yeah, I wore them for a long time. Uh, yeah, no. can't do it. Yeah, long ago See, I wore them. My thing was I couldn't do it either. Like, I wore glasses for a while, and I wanted to not have glasses. Yeah. But I was like, I can't be playing with my eyes. That's too scary. And I remember going to the doctor, getting the prescription for the first time, and then they make you do the practice round of trying to get it in. And I was like, ha, nah, nah. Not it was so. the hardest boss battle I ever had. Sure. It's me versus my eyes, trying wow. to get it in there. Who won? Couldn't do it. Uh, the, not me. Not you. I don't know. All right. I don't the know contacts? who Yeah. <laughs> the contacts won there. Uh, but yeah, it took a couple of days. But like, on the third day, because I remember I hit a point that I'm like, I'm just going to save up and get 
laser surgery at some point because I can't do this. But on like three days, all of a sudden it went in. I'm like, oh my God, I can do this. It's Yay, super easy yeah. and it's fine. So I, I was really happy about that. But simple contacts is interesting because you just get the app. And now I'm about to blow your guys' mind. Lay it on me. You get this app. You can do the vision test using your phone. No kidding. Straight up. I did it. I did it two nights ago. Really? You pull this thing up. The phone starts talking to you. And it's just like, hey, look, like, hold it up. Look to the left. Look to the right. Look up. Look down. Like, all that stuff. And then I handed it to Gia. It's like, put it 10 feet away from you. And then there's a vision test on the phone. And you're supposed to cover your left eye. Cover your right eye. I'm like, this is the same thing they make me do there. And then you send that in, that video into them. And they they judge it or whatever. Those doctors and all that stuff. And they let you know how it would be different from the prescription you normally have currently. Um, and they go forward from there. And then it, once, it, once it pulls up, it's the same contacts that you buy at the stores. So I literally am getting the exact same contacts that I've had for the last four years. Oh, nice. Yeah. Interesting. Through simple contacts, man. They, it, it's a crazy thing. And I'm like, I can't believe that it's this simple. It's a $20 for the eye exam that they do compared to what the people do when you have to go other places. Sure. And it's the exact same thing. It's nuts. Freaking amazing. Yeah, it really is. Um, now, I do need to know the simple contacts vision test isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam because mm-hmm. they can't be able to tell your the health going on every no, day. No, that's important. That's you got that's the glaucoma. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all kinds that. of things you should have checked out. But yeah. they can tell if your prescription is up to date and, and all of that. Um, and if you just have a prescription from other things, you can just take a picture of your prescription and they'll just give you the, the contacts. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Uh, you can save $30 on your first simple contacts order. Go to simplecontacts.com slash gamescast and enter promo code GAMESCAST at checkout. That's $30 off your first Simple Contacts order when you go to simplecontacts.com slash GAMESCAST and enter promo code GAMESCAST at checkout. My entire contacts career, oh, I've, contact been using, career. I've been using monthlies, which oh. means same contacts for about a month. Yeah. Because of this, I'm like, I'm going to get crazy. Oh, wow. I'm going to try them dailies. Oh, wow. See what, see what that daily life's about. You're getting nuts, What's it brother? like? I haven't tried it yet. Oh, they're, they're on the way. Going, These are on the way. On I did the test. There, I choose. I chose the brand that I have. They're sending me in. It's going to be fun. Now it's time for audience questions. Oh, audience questions. Cool, Greg. Can I have some more uh, LaCroix? Got it. Thanks. Let's see where we're at here. We tweet a lot today because of this kind of funny best friend tournament. You can go to twitter.com slash kind of funny vids to participate yeah, in the in voting. The, get some votes. the final voting process for the second round. The Elite Eight. No, that's done. Now, we're, now we started. Yeah, the Elite Eight just began today. Isn't that the second round? Third no, this round. Is, this is the yeah third round. Third round. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. We're well, almost there. Championships next week. We're, you're right, we're right there. Kill vote. Okay, so enough times now. I can, I can pass. I can curse again, right? We talked about this in the pre-show. I, I've been looking. It was 20 yeah, seconds. He said, yeah, right? I mean, that's, it's not a challenge. It's not like a thing that was... That's why I opened the computer. I was like, I'm going to be quiet. I thought I... My butthole pucker when you kicked it over to Cool Greg. I was like, has he been briefed on what he can and can't say? Trust me. Mine did too. Okay. But right now we're going to get to. You don't know what we're talking about. Pre-show. <laughs> yeah. You can go to patreon.com slash games to find out. Uh, we're going to answer your questions about God of War. Oh, cool, cool Greg. We can curse again. Huh? We can curse again. Fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Noah Friskop writes in and says, is Kratos' beard being rendered in fur I'm going to give a resounding no to that. Oh! I mean, it's not. But I will say... It looks great. I was telling you about this. Uh, IGN put up a really awesome graphic comparison of the opening of the the game as it shipped versus the E3 trailer they first showed a couple years ago. And I was blown away because every time you see that, you're like, 
oh man, like we totally got lied. These yeah, are bull yeah. shots. Like, that. oh man, this is like, it's undeniably better looking. Nice. By a long shot. You look at Kratos' beard, and it's not in fur K, but it might as well be. That, yeah. I, I love that fur K is beautiful. That's fantastic. I, yeah. This reminds me of when, when I worked at IGN, I went over to ILM once when they were working on the Warcraft movie. They were so proud of their orc hair technology over there. That it was the one thing they really, really wanted to talk about around that movie was hair tech. I love that hair tech's come so far since then. Because remember Greatest Star Fox Adventures? They yeah. made a big deal about Fox's fur. Yeah, you got it. Mario Ratchet Sunshine had the water Ratchet effects. Clank. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, the PS4 one. Well, it's a man that that wears a fairly luxuriant beard. I appreciate mm-hmm. when people put TLC into beard rendering. Mm-hmm. So I think it looks good. And in God of War, it does look good. It looks damn good. Hell yeah. Will you play it on a PS4 or a PS4 I'm playing Pro? an original PS4. Okay. Right, still looks good. You don't still care. looks good. Why, why do you mean I don't care? We get talked about this a couple weeks ago. About you know, it's like I don't care about the 4K. You know, just like that. Yeah, that's, that's how you do. It. You, you shake your head like that sometimes. I do. Stephen J. Osland writes in and says it sounds like God of War will be a strong contender for Game of the Year, but how will it rank in the current generation? <gasps> Is it going to be talked about in the same breath as Breath of the Wild and Witcher Three? Greg, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I think I think what it'll, it'll hang its hat on, on top of being a great story and everything else, is just the fact of, wow, they resurrected in quotes this franchise. Right? This is again, I think, and I've talked, I've made this case before, and I'll continue to. Just the difference between what I feel currently, PlayStation exclusive studios are doing, first parties, and I, it, it kind of gets weird now, and Xbox, right? Where. I always thought it was really cool that Naughty Dog on PS2, right, went from Jack and Daxter to PS3 Uncharted. And then, granted, now that's limped over, but, like, Last of Us and Uncharted before kind of Bridget, right, a little bit. Um, you know, Sucker Punch goes from Sly Cooper to now Infamous and now goes to Shima, right? They move on and do different things. Sony Santa Monica did God of War on PS2 and then God of War on PlayStation 3 and then God of War. It could have easily been just God of War again on PlayStation 4. Yeah. It is them revitalizing something and keeping it the same same game, but not. And hey, here's this original idea as opposed to Halo just consistently being Halo. Now granted, different studios, but you understand what I'm saying. Gears of War consistently being Gears of War. Um, I think that will be, like, you know, God, Zelda was like so different and it was so different from a company in Nintendo that doesn't like for in the past hasn't like different that much or that way right to really blow up something and change it which even as i say it isn't 100 percent true right that's true at all mario's are different and everything else but yeah i guess but to take zelda and make it so different make, yeah zelda make breath of the wild zelda. is an extreme example yeah, yeah, of yeah. how different because usually nintendo games they're different from more of a good use of the term gimmick perspective yeah. not a foundation level which breath of the wild is i think yeah i mean if witcher 3 is going to be talked about for obviously being an amazing rpg and having a giant map and way too much to do i think god of war will be talked about yeah from the fact of like wow they made us care about kratos after so many years of him just being a guy that fucks people and then rips their face off not yeah. not the same person i usually I th- <laughs> usually <laughs> i think the most responsible answer i can give is as early as i am in the game is that I'm having a very similar experience early in this game to the experience that I had when I was playing Breath of the Wild for its first several mm-hmm. hours. I'm just as impressed for completely different reasons. I'm playing yeah. something that's not like anything I've played before. Sure. Uh, Breath of the Wild had parts to it that were familiar, but they were also beautifully and refreshingly done that I felt like I was playing an 
all new iteration on the open world genre that would be impossible to go back from. That, that had a sense of discipline and quiet that was just astounding and openness and wildness that I hadn't encountered before in a contemporary video game. God of War, for entirely different reasons, feels just as refreshing. And so, yes, I think noting those as contemporaneous at this stage for me makes sense. Uh, I haven't finished the game, but I have every confidence based on what I've heard from every human being around Everyone me who's had that, a chance to play that, it, yeah. uh, <laughs> that this will just continue to grow as I, get, I dive further into it. Tim Gettys writes in and wants to know, are you guys surprised that God of War is getting as many 10 out of 10s as it is? No, uh, because they obviously had beyond normal, uh, abnormal confidence in this game, and they've taken their time on it. Uh, this has been worked on for a very, very, very long time by a team that was obviously given franchise to make the kind of game that they wanted to make. They were there just as much to move hardware as to move software, which meant they were allowed to focus on making the best game instead of making the best game in super restrictive time frames or making the best game that had grafted on uh, let's sell DLC elements to it. The mm. game was allowed to be what it needed to be to be truly great. And I think that they took their time with that and everything about the marketing to this game has reflected that kind of confidence. So no, I'm not surprised that it came out great. And you're bringing up a good point that we haven't really touched on here uh, in terms of, you know, they're not nickel and diming you and doing microtransactions or all this other jazz, right? There is so much to do in this game. And like I'm saying, I can't wait to do it. Somebody who's beaten it and rolled credits on it and has a million other things he needs to play and do. I cannot wait to play more of it tomorrow. I can't wait to go back and do these ancillary things because they're not the main story, but their story. Like everything that I'm doing or collecting or whatever in that game has a purpose and has a line from Atreus or Kratos talking about what's going on or how this, you know what I mean? Like there is a reason for that to exist in that world. And so much of it is Norse mythology and like, you know, something you're doing throughout the game it applies to these certain things that you this is so hard about spoilers and specifics it all makes sense and i want to know their mystery they're a mystery mm. on top uh, that's included in this other giant mystery. not really it's a ancillary mis, mis, mystery and story i want to get through ancillary mystery is probably really hard to say wow yeah, yeah. yeah. well you know you just nailed it so there you go and <laughs> in terms of it my surprise about all the 10 out of 10s it's getting if i hadn't played it or uh, if you would have told me before it got revealed, hey, tomorrow at E3, they're and in And that's it. what I'm asking. Then yeah, then, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. If Knowing nothing, hey, they're about to announce a new God Award tomorrow. Oh, I'm even talking about after the E3 reveal. No, because it's... Well, you know, because we started talking to them, and that's when they were like, we're doing something different, it's going to be this, and yeah. it's going to be... And it was like, oh. I guess because my thing is, I, I just feel like I agree with all that. But like for it to be a 10, I mean, man, like that means this game is, is very special, and everything we've talked about in this podcast, I think, proves it to be that exactly that. Uh, but I, I do find that surprising and like man hats off to the team over there oh, because yeah. they they turned God of War which honestly is a great game that a lot of people enjoyed but I feel like mainstream wise like Kratos is the face of PlayStation and is one of these characters that you know the hardcore almost looked down on where it's like yeah but like we, we like character development and we like this oh and we sure like yeah. no but I mean that's part of why I'm less surprised I mean yes a 10 is you know a 10 for my gen for example very very rare thing very very, very rare. rare I mean what, there have been less than 25 of all time for yeah, sure there's not very many of them I, I can't give you an exact count but the fact that Sony knew everything we, you just said probably even better than we do 
and then said, you know what? We can't make a game about an angry guy punching dudes our flagship product for this platform. And we're not interested in doing that anymore because the people who created that have grown up, moved on, and have new priorities. The fact that they yeah. embraced creating something so radically different that was emotionally charged and thoughtfully designed by an experienced studio, that right there was reason to think, oh, this is going to be something different if mm. it works out. Mm -hmm. And it obviously did. There's so much cynicism. This industry is full of people that love what they do. But there's a lot of cynicism in this industry. You guys have encountered it. I've encountered it. A lot of it happens behind the scenes from people when they're trying to to work on a game or market a game or, 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 or develop a game. And you can see this kind of wail of frustration going on even as they try to make it as good as they can. I haven't perceived a lot of that around God of War. There was a feeling for a long time that this was just something they were letting get better and better and better until it was ready to go. And uh, hats off. Yeah. I guess I'm just surprised because Horizon didn't get 10s. You know, Horizon got a lot of 9s, a lot of 9.5s sure. yeah, or whatever. Yeah. A couple 10s. But it didn't get a 10 from it didn't get. It didn't have the... Uh, the You open Twitter right now and you see that... Not screenshot, but like that piece of art with all the 10 out of 10. And like they just keep adding 10s out of 10s. And to me, the fact that a game in the God of War franchise yeah. in 2018 is getting a 10, I do find that surprising. And that is awesome. Good yeah. for them. Uh, Tyson Pellegrini writes in says, Are there any funny slash lighthearted parts throughout the game? Or is it constant seriousness from Kratos? It, there are there's comedy in this game in the way there should be not in slapstick but you know what I mean mm -hmm. okay I guess occasionally not from Kratos but like occasionally there's stuff like that the characters add a diverse thing but then no my main complaint I've had about Kratos from the jump is that he is a rounded character here he is allowed to have various emotions mm -hmm. he is a the, the comedy I would never say necessarily comes from him telling a punchline but him interacting with his son. And not and not in like a goofy again slapstick way. You, I laugh and I smile and I chuckle and I cringe and I'm like, ah, oh, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of there's a lot going on. Yeah, I've encountered some of that, and it reminds me. My dad's a really sarcastic dude, and I was really sarcastic with him. And a lot of the humor in the game plays on that kind of parent-child sarcasm, does. and it, does. It, it's it rings so true. Yeah, uh, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Francis writes in King franchise himself. Uh, in terms of combat brutality, where would you rank this game in the God of War franchise? Also, is this is it satisfying combat? It is satisfying combat. Combat's super satisfying. In terms of like gore and like that stuff, I I think it's way toned down. I mean, it's still there, but it's it's a back to let's not fo let's not show the next splitting. It let's let's it's a brutal hit and all this stuff, and you don't see like the brains ooze out, but. You know the guy's just lost his head, but we're not going to show it. We're not going to shove it to your face. Yeah, but the camera's not going to linger on that. In the old games, the camera would have lingered right. on the neck splitting off. Now, that may be happening, but the camera's following Kratos and his yeah. son to the next thing. My thing is, I think it's just as brutal, just in a different way. Sure. From what I've experienced, instead of it being Gore. what you're seeing, it's what you're feeling. And yeah. like I said this earlier yeah. about the combat, but when you're doing these attacks on people, even in the boss fights where it is a... I mean, it's not quick time event in the way that old God of War used to be, but it is not... It's breaking from what you're doing the rest of the game to for whatever. They drop new mechanics in there. New mechanics for the fight. moment yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. in. When things are happening, it's like because of how close the camera is and because of the vibrations in the controller and like just it moving the buttons up to the shoulders. Like there's something about that that feels way more punchy than 
using your thumb to hit a button. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so I do think that at least from what I've seen already, it's very Me brutal. saying, yeah, yeah, it's it is brutal. I'm not saying it's like, oh man, they've this is rated E for everyone. I'm just saying <laughs> it's not the as fucking like when you were pounding that dude's face Hercules's yeah. face into in fucking three. mush and the yeah. screen was just getting covered in blood it's it's not that mm-hmm. but it is that when you kill it matters and there's conversations and consequences so this is going to be a hard question to answer I don't think that we can but uh, Matt Rohrbeck says hey dudes just wondering if you guys noticed a big difference between the regular PS4 and PS4 Pro versions of God of War mm-hmm. I have a new LG OLED but a launch PS4 and was wondering if I should finally bite the bullet on a Pro much love from Toronto I'll just say if you have that TV get a fucking Pro what are you doing dude like that TV <laughs> literally is made for that I thought some, I saw My some TV. promotion today GameStop's doing like 100 maybe it was on reset era 170 is that what it is 170 yeah, for, for a PS4 Pro or PS4 Normal to version in. to trade in yeah, towards yeah. a pro. What I can say to this is I think everything you guys say makes sense. I'm playing it uh, on a regular PSP or a PS4, and it looks beautiful. Um, it obviously is going to look much, much better on that TV with a pro. Yeah, I played it. I still, did. I played it on a shitty hotel TV with my PlayStation 4, period. Oh, and okay. So you can do a comparison. Sure, yeah. I played on my pro, and then I played it on the shitty TV in the place. But like the TV, I think, is the bigger problem. Mm-hmm. But it was coming back. It was night and day. of like, holy shit. When I came yeah. back from PAX and put it back on the pro, I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. oh, this looks way better. Mm-hmm. But at no point when I was playing the PS4, PS4 I was like, oh, fuck, this oh, is no, ugly. It's still one of the best looking games I've, yeah. I've seen on the hardware. It's incredible. Uh, Dylan Carpenter says, does the huge amount of side content detract from the effectiveness of the core narrative? No, not at all. You can, you can do it if you want. And I did. And like I said here, this is what I, I know that I'm in such a privileged spot of having the game early. Of course, what up FTC? They sent it to me. Uh, but like, don't read anything. Don't, or don't read anything that's spoilery. And I know you're going to walk into it by accident. Even today where I was like, oh, hey. The trophy list is finally published on the internet instead of me having to log out of the internet and then pop in and look at my trophies on my thing. I'm going to actually go see what I have left. And I read through and I was like, oh, wow, there's a trophy right there that's revealed that is a big reveal, I thought, in the game. For me, for me personally, I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, don't read stuff, that kind of stuff. Don't watch video reviews and take your time. Like, I can't wait to get back. But if I had it my way and it was, you know, no, no embargo and I didn't have to worry about anything, I totally would have gotten everything else and then gone and mm. done the, the final end game stuff. Mm. Not that I wasn't powerful enough. Now, how, I does that, how does that compare to Horizon, though? Because, you know, for me, I played Horizon like it was an Uncharted game sure. where I, I went through and I didn't do the side missions. I just played the narrative stuff. And I really loved that. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, was, if that's what you want to do and that's how you want to play the game. Totally. I was just having I love this dynamic and relationship so much in that world and the side characters I'm dealing with and the combat and the ingenuity I feel of the way the puzzles are laid out that I want to do it all. I want to see it all. Like again, the things that in my I, hours I'm only putting on because there, there's no clock on your save, which kind of sucks for this. It only sucks for this conversation. Uh, I mean, it took me a long time to beat it. And you know, there's stuff like I was saying that I was near the end of my playthrough. I was like, oh, cool. I can finally do this. And I went in there and just got my fucking lunch handed to me. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? I was like, well, fuck this. I will figure this out another time. <laughs> and, there, and there's a whole bunch of those challenges. And I'm like, fuck, okay. And that's yeah, the thing. It's hard to come back. Yeah. It, it is a difficult game. And you were at PAX East when I first started playing. And I was texting you. I'm like, dude, is it just me or is God of War really hard? No. And you're like, yeah, I'm not having that experience. I think it's just you. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was like. There's no way that yeah, like, we're normal. that off. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and because I was playing on normal, or at least I thought. And yeah, then yeah. I went in because you were like, "Oh, you should put it on easy." And I was like, "I don't want to do that." 
Yeah, yeah. Like, I like I, you're, you. Beat I'm Cuphead. a normal player. I'm a no, I, I did beat Cuphead, but I'm a normal player. Like I and like no shame if you're easy and you know. Oh yeah, no judgment. You yeah, if yeah. you're hard, but like I like playing games the way that I feel like they're designed. If you, mm -hmm. And if the developers are calling it normal, that's what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I went into the options just to read what they were, and I was like, oh, I must. Uh, I was on hard. Yeah, yeah, and it was hard. Hard mode was very hard. Now I switch back to normal, and now I'm like, oh, this feels right. This feels a lot more fair than I expected. But even then, it it, it is way more challenging than just going in and mashing buttons, mm -hmm. which I feel like in the previous God of War games that I played, yeah, that was always the case. You can just get through. I yeah. found that I, I wanted to, I'm having a great time with the combat, but I find I wanted to move forward with the story enough that I switched down to easy and I'm having mm. a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel like it's taking much away from the game, honestly. Sure. You do you, kid. Yeah. You do you, man. Jamie Preston wants to know how hard is it gonna be to press to to platinum? Uh not hard. It's just a time sink. Uh I you know, again, so you know, if you didn't know, when we get games ahead of time, PlayStation usually doesn't put the trophies on the servers until usually the Sunday before uh, the game comes out. So what that means is that with the PlayStation 4, you turn it on, you hit in that you you go to sync your trophies, and or if you get one, you know you pop in there and it's like, whoa, this doesn't there. Do you want to view them offline? You view them offline, you can see them there. And so I didn't want to spoil the game, so I jumped in. There was a whole bunch hidden. And I'm like, all right, these are story trophies, but there's always that thing in my head of like, I fucking I like I like this game. I, I, I like this game when I'm playing it before I got further into it and really were you know was in love, and it was like. I'm not going to play this game on fucking... There's like a super, super difficult version mm -hmm. of the thing, right? And I'm like, if there's a trophy for that, it means I'll never get the platinum. And that I scrolled through real quick, and I didn't. And then I got out, and then I was glancing at it before the show, and I didn't see a difficulty trophy on there, which would be the only thing. And I've seen it from multiple other trophy sources out there that, like, no, this is totally just a time sink, and it's a great world to sink it into and go through and do the collectibles and do these things. Do not look at any of these fucking trophies until you are done with the game or yeah, yeah you, I don't think for I'll, I'll do another set, check right now to see if I can get it but I don't think there's anything missable something that uh, for folks that aren't going to read the review or don't want to a useful piece of information again we got from Dornbush at IGN was he said it took him about 25 hours to complete the main quest but he was also doing quite a bit of siding in the middle of that then after that 25 hours he played another 15 uh, just because he was enjoying the world so much and there was so much more to do and at 40 hours he still hadn't completed everything mm. so that's a reasonable expectation of length from one reviewer there that we could throw out yeah uh let's see you might not be able to answer this not because you're not allowed to or maybe you're not allowed to uh but you might not just know Colton Dombrowski wants to know every god of war has a making of documentary in the main menu does this one mm, interesting I don't know. I, don't I, know I didn't. Either. I haven't looked around ever. I, you know, I mean, it was jumped in, play, 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 and then it was over. Mm. Yeah. So it looks like my friends over, at, of course, at PlayStationTrophies.org, who have looked into it way more than I have, seems like yeah, they're good. That that this is just a time sink. You'll be fine. Uh, Rockin Rockin Olid on Twitter asks, I know there's a favor resolution and favor performance mode on the PlayStation Pro. Tim, which did you choose? If you chose to favor resolution, did you encounter frame rate hitches? And most importantly, can I change the mode in the middle of the game or is it locked once I choose? Uh, you can change it in the middle of the game, which I did. I, whenever games have that option, I like to switch between the two and see which one sure. I like better for, for how I'm playing the game and what type of game it is. God of War is uh, the type of game that I'd imagine I'd want to favor performance over resolution just because of the speed of the combat and all that. However, with this one, that's not the case. Ah. And uh, I think that the way, because of the one-shot camera and how cinematic it is, I, I played with the favor, 
favor performance for a while. And I was like, this is pretty good. I want to see what resolution looks like. Popped it over there. I'm like, this game is gorgeous. <laughs> it looks so good. And it didn't play that much differently. I did not experience any uh, issues with, with, uh, uh, with frame rate hitches or any of that stuff. Um, and, and to be honest, in my experience, I'm not the most keen on knowing the difference between frame rate. Uh, when it uh, is a perfect 60, you feel it, right? Yeah. But this, neither of them are a perfect 60. So to me, it's like, I'd, I'd rather resolution overall. But both are great ways to play. Uh, Austin Moore says, where does this game lie on the narrative side? Is it more Last of Us level writing? Or is it simple and action-based? I'd say, from my limited experience, secret option C. Um, yeah. uh, it is better writing than The Last of Us, in my opinion. Holy shit. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a much better script. Uh, it, it feels... It, it is extraordinary in its restraint. Uh, I, I've been amazed by that. This video games have a way that they're written, and even the quality of The Last of Us feels much more like a video game when people talk than what I've seen in this game so far. Of, of everything I've been impressed by by God of War and the point I'm up to right now, it's the writing that has impressed me the most. This is one of the best written video games I've ever played. Wow. I agree with that for sure. Uh, I mean, well, the, the best written video game thing. I hadn't, com- I hadn't thought to compare it to Last of Us or whatever, but I think it goes back to my point from before. I feel like, th- I f- this is going to sound weird and not the usual Greg Miller I would say thing about it, right? This game feels like in a lot of ways a play. I yeah. know the cast of characters. I know the main characters and their motivations and what they're doing and why they're doing and how it enters. Last of Us suffers from the same thing I was talking about. It just like I can tell you the entire story of Last of Us, of course. And granted, it's been years later. So talk to me, I guess, in years from now about God of War. But I feel like there were people just tossed into The Last of Us that maybe their impact or their importance wasn't there. They were there to be a device to get me to the next thing and move me on or whatever. But like once they came they went and that was their thing and it makes them just like okay cool everybody in the you meet in this game matters every i i know the relationship to all these people and even though it's not a small cast but it's a smaller cast and that makes it it just gives me more time with all these characters to see them grow and see Mm -hmm. them change and go from one emotion on them to the other emotion on them and try to understand their motivations and that that they're living their own lives. And And, and yet that more time with them isn't all with the exception of, of our two main characters, that more time isn't happening in these giant expositional chunks. It's happening with revisiting, which is the way a good, I love your comparison of a play that is spot on. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, and so that's, that's the thing. You know, I, I talked about this in the preview after we did it or played it or after I played it and talked about it and then we put up the content about the preview where so many kids after the fact were like, oh, man, yeah, and they start, kept making comparisons to The Last of Us. And I was like, oh, yeah, like that never that when I was playing the game, that never happened. And I know when it got, oh, you know, Dad of, or, you know, Dad of War and then all this stuff like, oh, it's, she, it's just Joel and Ellie again and when it got yeah. when it debuted. But playing the game like Atreus is such a different character. Yeah, I don't feel that at all. Yeah, and like, and I don't mean to, I'm not knocking Ellie, I love Ellie, obviously, but again, Ellie is, 
similar to like Clementine, right? Where we're protecting her, we're getting her from point A to point B, whereas Atreus is eventually a vital piece of combat that I'm controlling. He becomes a another character in a way where I'm telling him when to strike and how to strike. Mm-hmm. Like, it just never, you know, like, you know, it's escort missions and this. It's just, that's not what this game is. No, not at all. Even yeah. from the beginning. It's yeah. Not oh, yeah, oh, yeah, totally, 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 totally. It's kind of like the difference between if you ever read Lord of the Rings versus watch the Lord of the Rings movie. Sure. In Lord of the Rings movie, Frodo kind of feels like a piece of luggage some of the time. Yeah. That's being carried around yeah, by more true. interesting and capable people. In the novel, Frodo is the heart of the whole thing that keeps the story going and is a valuable part of every decision that's mm-hmm. made, every battle that's fought. I feel like God of War leans much more sure. in that interpretation. Zrank says, we heard Andrea say it, but is it possible that God of War dethrones Horizon for best PS4 game slash exclusive? I mean, it's not possible it happened. Really? This is the best game on the PlayStation 4, yeah. Holy shit, man. I mean, this like, conversation, like, I, mean, like, I want to exclu- go home right now. For exclusives, of, of course. Like, because again, I don't want to get out of even though I, if I start yeah, unpacking we it, we don't like, need to. Let's, like, stay let's just talk about exclusives because somebody hit me. Yeah, I before this is something another person had written in for Games Daily on, right? Of like, is it the best exclusive now? And I went through and opened up a list online just to make sure I wasn't missing any. And like, I feel like, sure, a lot of people, maybe even Joey Noel, is going to bust through the wall in a second. Like, Persona 5 is a blind spot for me. I put 30 hours into it, or 25 or whatever it was, and I was like, yep, it's Persona, and I love Persona, but I don't have time for this right now, and it's just not connecting with me. Uh, Horizon, you know I love Horizon, right? I hear you. No, it's cool, guy. Yeah, I thought I, for sure that was Joey Noel. Wall, like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, you know I love Horizon. Uh, that was, I think... Did I vote for that last year over Breath? No, I voted Mario over Zelda. But I, th- those are my top three, and I said, right, no matter how it falls, it's great. It's awesome. Yep. I, I think this game is way better. Not way better. It's better. It is, this is the best PlayStation 4 exclusive. And again, maybe I'm cheating. It is a game that is like t- literally like, what would Greg Miller really like? You know what I mean? Like, this is There's a great sure. game. She was listening. She kept on I the know, delay. I know. J- Joey yeah. listens, so she's on the delay or whatever. And I'm not trying to take any away from Persona or anything like that. Totally understands me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this excites me because if you remember, I also didn't like the beginning of Horizon. Yeah, mm. and then I ended up. I, I really think you're gonna. I really think you just. I, I know it's just. I took you to Missouri to do this trip, and there's a million other things. Or else I would have played the fuck out of it. And that's the thing, <laughs> I only like, had. I literally had a a part of a night and a morning to play through. So like, yeah. I I want to say I'm six hours in. And again, I said this on Games Daily. It's like I'm. A, I've played enough of this game that I feel like I would be. Almost halfway through an Uncharted game. Yeah, and you're just getting warmed up. And, and that's it, the thing where yeah. you're like, you, I know the things you're like, I don't like this. I'm like, I really, you need to just play it. Yep. You need to just play it. And like, yeah, that's the thing is like, I, I do think, and I, as much, and I, it always sucks to do this. Hey, here, uh, here's three amazing things. What's the best? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so it's not to take anything away from how much I love Horizon, but like, I just think on all accounts, God of War is a better game. Like, and, and then it's, it, so that puts it at the top of the PlayStation 4 heat for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, somebody else will say Persona, Horizon, uh, Bloodborne. There's a million great things. But then if you want to talk about on the platform, like on the PlayStation 4, that's what gets interesting, right? Of like, all right, let's really start thinking of PlayStation. What are the best PlayStation 4 games that have happened since launch? Mm. I mean, I pushed hard and it was... That's a, a topic for another day. Let's okay. let's keep that. Oh, it's, better like than, <laughs> it's better than Uncharted 4. I mean, I'm saying I'm trying to stay in the wheelhouse of yeah. first party exclusives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, again, I'm, I'm making the statement that, yes, that it's the best first. It's the best exclusive. Uh, PlayStation 4 game. Wow. I can stop there. We can come back later. Uh, Jason Hales wants to know, sounds like there's a, sounds like we get to customizing gear. Is there a ton of choices in this? Yes. Uh, Yeah. There are, eventually if you're like me, 
there uh, you're just gonna be looking for one set because I was like I'm gonna do all strength mm-hmm. so then it was like is it better than strength no but it gives me other stuff and this that and like there's a bunch of cool cosmetic stuff that's happening and then there's like eventually you have this giant list of things you could make but I think it's more like likely that you'll find one and stick with the whole thing with the exceptions other thing that I can't talk about because I don't want to spoil anything Pokazard has two questions sure as this is being praised as a masterpiece can the sequel be on the same level or mm-hmm. even better who knows right this is the problem how do you know you follow up something unexpected and cool we expect it so, you know if, if I expect you to do the exact same thing and you give me the exact same thing can it ever be as exciting as the last thing that's the problem we talk about all the time with Uncharted 2 is way better than Uncharted 1 or not better but it's like way no, further along what? way better it's way better than Uncharted yeah, Uncharted 1 so like that's how it blew your socks off right and it got it on a thing and then Uncharted 3 is Marginally better or worse than Uncharted mm-hmm. 2, however you want to say. But it's the old argument colonies to make, right? If Uncharted 3 came first, then how would we feel about Uncharted 2? Would there be more praise for Uncharted 3? Because you'd be like, well, it just went so far from the last from Uncharted 1. How yeah, there'd push- be more praise for 3, but then no, there'd be equal praise for 2. How do you, so just how do you push the envelope from here and keep it how you want to be? And like, do it, they, are they going to stick? Will they stick to the same? It's one camera? Like, fuck it. Well, we, the gloves are off. Let's make a game. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways they could approach this. I, I think Portal to Portal 2 might be the most analogous comparison yeah. I can think of off the top of my head. Mm. That you're going to look at a situation where you've just created a bona fide new kind of game and a yeah. masterpiece, and now you have to follow it up, and they did. Yeah. So, yes, it is possible. But I uh, mean, and like, mm, yeah. Don't worry about second it. Second question. <laughs> when we can do a spoiler cast, yeah. we'll have a great conversation. The second question is, since not truly open world, does the game do a good job at keep, keeping track in the map slash menu of things places you like to go back to? 100%. It is an amazing map. It uh, Very much, you can sort, take things off the ledge and leave them there, but, and like, but by the end, it is a cacophony of <laughs> icons that you can then sort through. Cacophony is not the right term. Uh, cacophony is a fun word. Cornucopia of icons. That's way better. Yeah. Uh, that you can cycle through and do stuff, but it is, you, you'll be able to figure yourself out and figure out where you're going. David Glitton wants to know, who would win in a fight? Chain whipping Kratos or axe throwing Kratos? It's a great question. Um... You know, I just, I, I, you know, I just don't feel like I feel like I can't answer that question. This okay, okay. Um, I want one more. Okay. You know what? I'll, I'll give it to I'll give it to Axe Kratos. I think he's been around longer. He's 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 wiser. You'll see how he fights in some of these things and what he says and how he you know has to do it. He's seen more of the world. Seasoned. I guess Seasoned this is a good Kratos. one. Uh, wait, wait. I guess this is a good one. Wait, no, this sucks. What a good looking axe that I bought, remember. This isn't one of those things they sent us. I love that. So I, I feel like there's yeah. a good question here. Okay. I, he misspoke, so like I'm not okay. sure it makes sense. So I'm, I'm gonna read it as he said it, and then, then we'll you're figure it out from there. All right. No, then I want us to talk about it. Okay. Evan P says, Did Sony treat this did Sony treat this press and review cycle than other publishers? It seems everyone and their mother that talks on the internet got a code while the public is sidelined to just wait while critics talk to each other. Now, that's just you being angry. You don't have the game. <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it works with everybody. I, mean, I don't I guess maybe Evan P is a YouTuber or something like that that I don't understand. But it's also not the case that everybody got it. I saw Angry Joe tweeting about it. Yeah, a ton of people yeah, I know. A lot of people it. would really like this game and didn't. You didn't We're, even know Jared had it. No. This yeah, morning yeah. I asked Greg. I was like, oh, did you know if Jared beat it? And he was like, does he even have the game? Well, so it's just because it was like, you know. I got 
my code and, and and like it's the thing of like place i totally get where they're the rock and the hard spot there and of like mm-hmm. cool we understand kind of funny wants seven codes like we can we'll have to dole them out slower than i'm like totally get them as you can got me a code so i could go then you and andy got it like while i was gone at pack so you got a few days later yeah i got it mm-hmm. like they started coming and they keep going and like we're still you know getting the rest for the other guys but so like no i think it's just how i think they handle it the way they always handle it i think you know again anytime you see somebody says hey guess what our embargo is going to be a week before launch you're like oh fuck they got a, They know they got a banger or a slap on their hands. It's cool. Yeah, one slaps. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Kind of Funny Games cast where we review God of War. I'm sure we'll be talking about this game for the weeks to come, if not the months to come, if not the years to come, the years based to on the way we're talking like about it, it yeah. now. Uh, well, thank it, you. Maybe it'll be one of those games where I fucking think it's amazing. You're just like, it's fine. And then just, <laughs> yeah. So for years from now on, I'll talk about how much I love you. You're like, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see about that. I mean, Uncharted 2 is better than Uncharted 3, but... That's a conversation for yesteryear. We're going to look forward. We're going to play this game, see what goes on. Uh, let us know in the comments below what you're looking forward to most in God of War. And then after you play the game, come back to this video and let us know what you thought Ooh, of it. Ooh, exciting. Sure. Don't spoil yeah. it for the people. Well, yeah, don't yeah. spoil it. I know that we wait to stop Be cool, it. man. Be, be Are cool we going to do a spoiler cast one we day? Were. I want to get Corey oh, up maybe, here. I, I hope so. Gotcha. Oh, I'd love to do that. Yeah. 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 If we can get Corey, I'm in. Otherwise, okay. eh, no promises. Okay. So next time. Maybe you'll be sick one day and I'll just do it myself. Bye, everybody. Oh, I got to pee Thank again. Do you God, have to do FTC I, like at the end or oh, not? Again, do I? I don't know. Oh, we were supposed to do the FTC thing at the end. We yeah, didn't cut we should, that, right? So you had to pee. Don't cut yet. Hey. Cool Greg didn't cut, right? When you're so. editing, Cool Greg, make sure that you keep this in. FTC, Sony gave us the game to review. Yep. Thank them for that. Thank you for being cool, I guess. I don't know if they're cool. They seem to complicate our lives a lot. Yeah, fuck you guys. Whoa! Whoa!